remember my story? <laughs> He's uh, like, oh shit, that never existed. Not <laughs> real. He's a government conspiracy. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think we're fine. That looks actually looks kind of good. Now you bring your chair. I'll, I'll, I'm there. Say hi. 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 How's that look to you, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. I think this, like, if that battery doesn't die, it's gonna actually be some pretty good quality film because that camera actually shows some good video. Hello, welcome to episode 19 of the Thought Anthology podcast. Uh, we got a. Well, you're actually you've been on before. I have been on before. A returning yes. guest. Yes. Jake, my brother, mm-hmm. and with me, my co-host Chris. Occasional um, co-host. <laughs> occasional co-host. So far, I've been on every episode until Callan comes on. Which he won't, because he's in Melbourne. Um, on this episode, basically, Chris wanted to meet Jake, and I said, sure, I'll try to organise that, and that's basically the beginning, because he found out that you're a psychic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. I got, I got, okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh? That's yeah, so I've got like a million questions. You got a million? Yeah. We yeah. wanted to talk about spirituality in this, yeah. this podcast. Yeah. So, do you want to start by just like introducing what you do or yeah yeah that was like my first question well i i go by the title the australian warlock warlock being attached to the um earth-based spirituality that i practice witchcraft which has goes under like it's an umbrella term so there's many different um ways to perceive it um but i'm also a psychic intuitive with the ability to also um communicate with spirits and such like that so yeah that's that's me. <laughs> so how do you end up with um those kind of abilities? Is that something that you've um, always had, or like like, like we're talking about with um you guys growing up? Like yeah, were you just was that something that you always felt was different? About well, you I was or? I've always been a sensitive. Well, ever since I was like what eight years old, being aware of my own emotions and feelings and all that sort of thing, I've always been a sensitive kid. Yeah. Um, whether I acknowledge that as intuitive. Mum always said that I used to see spirits, but I don't remember seeing spirits when I was younger. Um, but I've always had that sort of um, knowing. Like, I, I, you know, I'd walk into um, groups of people and I could feel um, the environment, um, feel, um, you know people situations not just like I was an emotionally sensitive kid as well but um there was also that added um you know sensitivity to it it wasn't until the age of 12 that I had three different other psychics tell me that I had a gift which I did acknowledge um one also mentioned uh that I would be very good at um using the tarot which is the the cards um, the 78 um, card deck. So, um, what is, sorry to stop you there, but like, what is tarot card reading? So, like, what are you doing with? So, tarot is basically like any other tool. It's a tool used to help to access um, our, our psychic gifts. Um, uh, I mean, there's different tools that psychic uses from runes to crystal balls. Um, palmistry is another tool. Um, each one has its own fundamentals, fundamentals and structure. Concerning the tarot, the tarot is sort of um, built um, in a structure that sort of facilitates um, our life, um, mind, body, spirit, um, major events, uh, minor events. Um, and we utilise the cards, well, I utilise the cards to help sort of access um, deeper knowledge and understanding. Of which the is, person? Yeah. So, like, is it like a personality reading type thing, or 
what do you mean by personality? So like when you're reading, when you're using the tarot cards, what are you reading in particular about like the person? Well, um, as, as a psychic, as a psychic, we use, we're in tune with the energies that surround us, the feelings, sensations yeah. and all that sort of thing. So if I sit here and I you know, was to tune into everyone's energy, I can feel different responses that get in touch with my own energy. So basically the cards themselves are a tool to read and tap into energy. And yep. so depending on the person that I'm reading for, um, their energy will mix with the cards and the correct cards or uh, maybe ones that are drawn to them yep. will come out um, and, and correspond to that. Um, and then I can further tune into the energy um, and make sense of it as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really cool. So, I mean, there's many layers to tarot. Like, it's not just like... Um, you know, you can, you can explore the archetypes, you can do, you know, I, I recently did a course on, um, tarot therapy, which is using, um, the tarot in conjunction with therapeutic techniques. So we use the tarot to delve into sub, into the subconscious, which originally that's what the tarot was meant for. The, the most popular, um, tarot that we see advertised is by a, a A.E. Waite and Pamela Coleman Spitz, um, that deck was intended to not sort of be a fortune-telling device, but more so a tool for self-discovery and enlightenment. Because um, both members that created this deck were a member of the Golden Dawn, which was a secret society back in the 1900s. So, yeah, that's and a lot of the um, cards have deep symbolic symbolism in them. Um, that, you know, when laid out, help us when we look at the images, they help, they access something with, within us, a deeper knowledge and understanding. There's actually something in there with Jake's a real scholar of this stuff, like he's read heaps of books. Yeah, because I was just about to ask, like, um, how do you learn to do something? Do you have to get, like, a essentially a psychic sensei? Type. Well, you, with like, with the tarot, like a psychic sensor. Yeah, no, I'm being serious. No, you have to find well, with the tarot, so... you don't you don't have to be psychic to read the tarot. You don't oh, have okay. to be intuitive. But I believe everyone's generally psychic. I mean, we all have intuit intuition. We always feel it. I mean, people always talk about you know subtle sensations and you know like people may like you know reading body language. That's one of the things that psychologists would say that we sit there and we we're very tuned to being able to read someone's. I mean, I, I'm always attuned to reading people anyway, but I acknowledge the difference between energy and I notice yeah. the way someone's body language because I've tried to cold read and I fail at it because if I'm not tuning in on an energetic level, I'm, I'm bad wrong because someone might be, you know, displaying a certain way, um, but I may not be correct. You know, I'm just yeah. judging based on what I'm reading. But I think it all kind of falls hand in hand and I think it just comes down to self-awareness and being attuned, you know? So, yeah. Does that make sense? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, the tarot, like I said, it's just a tool and that's one of the things that I use to help me access my own abilities. So what are the other stuff that you do? Because uh, you sent me, um, like, a link to your Facebook page um, and I had a look at some of that stuff and as opposed to, like, you know, I grew up in a, going to a Christian school, I was yep. kind of like, I don't 100% understand what all of this yep. side yeah. of spirituality, spirituality is. And yeah, absolutely. So, um, 
I come from the mindset that I have no barriers to, to spirituality. Like, I don't see my way as the only way. When it comes to spirituality, I see as, you know, in the concept of God, not so much a, a man that sits in the clouds and judges people. Yeah. He can be if you want him to be. But it's more of an infinite. So, you know, I, there's multi-facets to, to the universe that we may not comprehend. Um, but everyone has their own truth. So what you're seeing on my page is how I choose to embrace spirituality and what speaks true to me. Um, so uh, you'll see um, on my page there's a, there's a big focus on my, my, my readings, but also my practice as, as a warlock, um, which is essentially a male witch, um, and yep. a witchcraft being um, an earth-based spirituality um, that is essentially a craft. You know, yeah. um, but you will find that uh, there, there are each witch or practitioner that you meet has a different perspective on spirituality, and and that's that's sort of what witchcraft is. It's a current that people tap into. It's a it's it's, a, it's an old old thing. Um, not that we believe that there is this you know one you know source of witchcraft that ever was. You know, it's it's changed. It's adapted. It's it's flowed. You know. Um, and a lot of us take elements from different spiritualities and stuff. So, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I, I practice ritual. Um, you know, I create my own spells, um, incantations. Um, I perform house blessings, which is similar to creating rituals. Um, I'm a Reiki practitioner, which is a form of energetic healing. Um, what else? multiple all different facets to to what yeah. I do. So yeah. So we were talking about um ghost hunting. Yeah. Um so have you ever done like something like that? Have I ever done ghost hunting before? Yeah I've I have into spirits and so you tap I... into like essentially what some would refer to as like the next Dimension. The next dimension or next spirit, yeah. yeah. So I'm. I like to consider myself a skeptic. I think you have to be in terms of when you approach yeah. spirituality. Well, I think it's healthy to be skeptical. So in terms of when I tap into the energy, I can only speak from experience. Yeah. So you know, in terms of communicating with spirits, so there's a lot of um, stigma and a lot of uh, misinformation when it comes to psychics and spiritual people, like. What we see in the media and what we see in movies, you know, if people aren't taking the initiative to actually go and ask questions or go and read, they already have this sort of preconceived idea of what that is, you know, and I find that in day-to-day, you know, and each psychic or practitioner that you go to is different, you know. Um, You know, I I don't identify as a medium, um, but I do have that ability because I believe being a medium is... Um, the ability to commune with spirits, and that's a really big title. Even though I've been able to to do that, and I do have that ability, I don't believe in calling myself a medium, well, maybe not yet, because I feel like it's like this... It takes a lot of responsibility to be able to claim to connect with people on, on, on the other side. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No. Um, but I will, I will um, get to the point. Uh, but... So in terms of like when I first started to tap into my intuition, the cards were essentially a tool to help me develop that. And I always tell people that it started by, I would just have this, what we call clairsentience, which is inner knowing. And if people want to go and further read about the different clairs, which are the different psychic abilities, 
Um, you know, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about there. Uh, but most people have a general mixture. Anyone that claims to be psychic or spiritual has, has a mixture of these clairs. Um, I have uh, that clairsentience, which is the first one, which is an inner knowing. So in combination with using the cards, I could read the cards, know the meaning, but then I'd have an intuition that would further develop on that. Okay. And so the more I listened to those intuitive feelings, the more it began to develop um, and the more I sort of almost started to open up, you know, and then I would hear the, these voices <laughs> yeah. and these feelings. Um, and, you know, I, my clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, would develop more. Um, I've always had flashes or visions. I remember um, getting into the car and just looking at the neighbour's yard and going, theft. Something just popped into my head, like this, this voice said theft. And then it actually turned out that the previous night they'd actually had some people, intruders in their yard you know, um, without me knowing. So something spoke to me. And I also have that ability to, like, look at someone and just pick, like, it just, it hits you. It's like yeah. I said, when I talk about energy, it's almost like our currents, it's sort of like that wave hits me and I'm able to, on a, like a, able to interpret the energy that, that comes to me. Yeah. So when it, when it comes to communing with spirits, the way I do that is that it's almost like, say, if there's a spirit present, their energy will step forward. I will feel that in my, my what we call the aura, and I will be able to sort of interpret um, what they're trying to communicate with me. Um, very much through my, my body, I'm very empathic, which means I feel. Um, like I said, as a kid, I've always been very sensitive, so my emotions, they would transfer that into me. Not so much like possession, but yep. more so like, okay... I, if they were a very macho person, I would feel that in their body, like in the, the way they hold themselves, um, and it would be almost like I was meeting them for the first time, and that's how I'd interpret it. Yeah, so when it comes to communing with spirit, that's how I do it. So, yeah. So like a receptor for the energy. Yeah, basically, yeah. So it's like, yep. you know, right now we're sitting here, you know, like you could, every everything, like I can feel my brother's, brother's energy in, in this space. You know, compared to going to different places, you know, and I can read his energy. Well, this is an ADHD space. You know, like, it's like, (laughs) oh my God, you know. So, like, you know, I can feel, I can, because I know my brother's just like heads, you know, I know what my brother's like, but I can feel his like go, 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 go energy. So, if I walk into a place, especially if I've been doing, if I get invited to do house cleansings, you know, I can walk into a room and pick up on the person's energy, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, all that sort of thing. So, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, it's kind of just like, um, like I said, speak from experience. Uh, you know, yeah. So, yeah, that's sort and of how I... What makes you like really genuine too is that you're actually sceptical of your own practice as yeah. well. Which I think is probably the best way you can approach it. Which is... And I think that's important. Like, I really, really think that's... See, and I do that. Sometimes I'm like, I have to second guess. Like, I'll see things and then I second guess and I go, oh... You know, I have to, yeah. I, I go through my brain, I'm like, was that a light? Was that me? And then I can sort of decipher what's there. I just sort of, I can see the light there, but I also saw like a current of light just shift through there. So even though there's a light there, I could see. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you talk about um, rituals. Yeah. So what type of rituals have you done in the past? Rituals. And like what 
what would you use the rituals for? So, when we talk about ritual, we all yeah. do, as humans, ritual is a part of our life. It doesn't have to be spiritual. We get up, have a shower, have our coffee. We do that on repeat. That's ritual. As a practitioner of magic, which is um, the, the manipulation of natural energies, um, ritual is used within my practice to honour the old gods, um, sometimes the new one as well, depending on um, circumstances. Uh, you know, to affect changes, you know, say, for instance, when I was um, in high school, I used it to banish bullies, um, or say, to, to bring to bring money into my life, or just generally to do, like, because I believe that magic can also be used to help, um, sort of, you know, work through things, say emotional um, trauma and, you know, helping you cope with certain situations. So for instance, if I was going through a bit of a traumatic time, I would practice a, a lot of meditation, I'd do a lot of breathing exercises, but I'd also do a lot of um, rituals to release and to banish unwanted feelings and sensations and all that sort of thing. But process first yep. before letting go. Yeah. So that's kind of where my sort of ritual sort of aspect comes in. So like, you know, say for instance, it can be as, I'm, I'm a sucker for ritual. I mean, you don't need a lot to do ritual, but I love to be elaborate, you know, and there's many different forms of ritual and every witch, every pagan, every practitioner has their own way of doing it. Yeah. But, you know, it could be as simple as lighting a candle. So if I wanted to banish um, something unwanted, I'd light a black candle. If I wanted to bring prosperity, I would light a green candle, you know. Um, if I wanted to, um, I don't know, if I wanted to banish someone, I would sprinkle something in their shoe without them knowing, you know, if I wanted to get rid of someone. So, yep. yeah, yeah. But that's that. That's kind of how... Season the shoes. Yeah. Season the shoes, yeah. <laughs> check my shoes before I leave, make sure that there's no razzle-dazzle in the soles or... Yeah, well, that's what people... I mean, like, people have this, like... It's so funny because I must come across as this someone that just, like... I've had people accuse me of putting curses and stuff on them, but that's their own paranoia. I don't... I don't... I believe in... Like, in terms of practicing ritual, there are foundations, and it depends on your ethics when it approaches. Like, there's a lot of people believe in the law of karma and what a lot of um, what Wiccans, which is a nature based religion similar to, to witchcraft, would say that they believe in threefold law. Whatever you put out returns to you. I do believe that to an extent, but I'm more, I'm more from the belief that, um, you know, if someone's going to throw a punch at me or hurt someone I love, what are you going to do? You're going to do something to defend them. Mm. So that's that's my way of way of seeing it. You step into a spider's mm. web, you threaten the spider. What's the spider going to do? Bite you. Yeah. And that's exactly how I like to approach it. <laughs> step into my territory. You step into you know, you know I'll be kind to it to a point, but if you're going to disrespect me, done. Yeah. So. But I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not that nasty. But you know what I mean. That's that's yeah. sort of how I kind of, kind of see it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Because like, I mean, when it comes to like the law of karma and things like that, like, well, karma is not necessarily how we modern people see it. It's more of like a learning experience. So you know, what you do, you'll have to learn it future on if you don't learn it now. 
Um, but yeah, I think when it comes to ritual, there is a, there is a system and protocol to be followed in whatever way you choose to express that. Um, but yeah, when it comes to you know protection, magic, and defensive and all that sort of thing, I will do something to protect myself and those that I love. And that's something that I've had to really um, go within myself and explore that concept as well because I feel like, you know, even though our society claims not to be Christian, Christianity has very much um, influenced a lot of our beliefs and our perceptions, um, believe it or not. Um, Even in modern spirituality, you will find that even though people claim to not be Christian, a lot of their values stem from a Christian viewpoint. So, like, I like to sort of step away from that and go, okay, what do I like about this? What can I use from this? Uh, You know, how do I want to view my reality? You know, not sort of being controlled by different opinions and views. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or am I just... Yeah, Yeah, good, good. (laughs) I think it's it's good to always um, approach anything in life uh, sort of sceptical about a lot of things and try and make your own mind up about what you have seen. Absolutely. What you know rather than walking into what someone's told you you should know. Well, I, I often mention this. Like, there's... Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. No. He was... He, was, <laughs> he created the Church of Satan and that was back in, I think it was like the 70s, 80s. Right. And basically, he was a very interesting man. And I like, like I said, people would pick up the Satanic Bible, but because of their generalized fears and preconceptions of what Satan is, they wouldn't touch it because there's this fear. But if you actually sit down and read this book, you will find that these Satanists don't actually believe in an actual devil. Satan is more of a concept. Okay. So back when um, he was creating this. Um, the Church of Satan and he created the Satanic Bible, it was kind of almost like to oppose the beliefs of the time, you know, to to break people away from, you know, things like concepts that were kind of outdated and he wanted to challenge that and that's kind of what I... He was a very cunning man, don't get me wrong, and I think there was a lot more going on there, but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I think it's good and his belief actually sort of challenges the the overall beliefs of the time and I think it's that's that's why I think it's so good to challenge. So, you know, even though I don't call myself a Satanist, I've read these these texts and these and I've got this man kind of had a point, you know, he did challenge these concepts which I think is really good. So what are what are some of the beliefs of the Satanists? Satanists? Like um, um when people talk about like Satanists they tend to talk about evil people. Yeah, all people right. like so, the, the Jeffrey Dahmers or Oh or, yeah, oh god yeah. Um yeah. So again, you know you get your you get your weirdos and you get your intellectuals, right? Yeah. So and like I said, everyone's gonna view it differently. So from my perspective, what Satanists were back in Anton LaVey's day, they were people that would basically from from my own knowledge, a Satanist is someone that um, embraces the fact that they're human. Yeah. You know, and that we have carnal desires and that's okay. That we're not some, you know, wretched thing that you know exists on this earth that must follow and obey a god you know what i mean we are our own god that's that's the words of a satanist you know i may have that wrong but that's how i've interpreted it you know uh basically you know things like you know god we get jealous that's okay you know it's not a sin you know 
we're human. Basically, it's embracing the carnal, carnal desires and lusts of being a human and allowing that to, 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 to be expressed without guilt or shame, which in those times back then, obviously, you know, you couldn't do certain things and, you know... Which, like, that's like that's probably a good example of, like, old paganism too because they were pretty similar, like, embracing the human side of it. Like, yeah, well, they did what they felt was right there because I've often thought about, you know, how... Society, especially in like in ancient Greece, like they had very strict rules, but even back then, so it's mm. no different to how modern like Catholicism is, how it's so strict and how it's yeah. you know you have certain things. Back then, that's what they were like, you know, yeah. like the Vestal Virgins of the goddess Hestia. If they broke the laws, they were buried alive, you know, like that's. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that like when they talk about paganism stuff, they like to be all light and fluffy and like, oh, you know, we worship nature and all this sort of stuff and you and know the Christians yeah and the Christians come through and they just you know destroyed us and burned us I'm like fuck off you used to make human candles out of Christians you know what I mean like there's a light and a dark to everything so there's no good and bad you know no no ultimate good and no ultimate bad in my my book so yeah so I like to see both sides and like to sort of toss mm. that around yeah don't get me wrong, there's some awesome beliefs back then. I, love, I mean, like, the concept of having the old gods. But I often kind of think that, you know, Christianity actually served a purpose. Otherwise, we would still be sacrificing goats on our on our, our tables and stuff. But again, we sacrifice... If we eat meat, we are constantly having animals sacrificed to us on a day-to-day basis. It's just all perception. It's all how you choose to see it and believe it. Yeah. 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 So I guess um, I was going to ask everyone to sort of talk about what their definition of spirituality was, but I think we've already gotten a lot about yours. (laughs) Um, I think me and Matt briefly touched about it, if Matt wants to... Didn't talk about it. Yeah, if you want to open up about your feelings and emotions for five seconds, it's okay, Matt. If I have any. Um, (laughs) Perceptions of spirituality, I've already talked about like what my perceptions are because like we can... Like, because with spirituality, it's one of those things where, like, it can fall. It's a very fine line between being spiritual and being mentally ill or well as well. Yeah. Um, but how would I describe spirituality? I think, ultimately, I can see people are all trying to express the same thing, but in different ways, like you were saying. Absolutely. So, in regards to spirituality, one of the... Like, I try to approach it from that scientific basis. And you get, like... And because there comes to a point with science where, like... You can't really explain the why because that's not really a scientific question. Science is more of like the how, how things function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the only way that I can see spirituality in, in, in essentially existence, which is what spirituality is, is actually at working with existence. Like, you know, you're existing in some form and there's some, there's like, and we're trying to discern if there is or is not a reason. Yeah. And yet we have these sensations, we have these experiences that we've defined them as this. And, um, and so... Like, when it comes to spirituality, I, I tend to see it as that, like, the closest thing I can get to something spiritual from my perceptions is that, like, we're all we're all just a product of the same thing. Yeah. As in, like, you and I, like, Chris and I, you and me, are essentially the same thing, just expressed in a different way. Absolutely. So, like, I don't, so that's how I tend to see it, is that, um, we're all just the one. We're all just the universe expressing itself. That's, Absolutely. That's all I can explain it as, and I f- and I feel that feels more appropriate for me to describe, and probably the best way yeah. I can probably approach it. So like, I'm no different from the man next door, 
you know, because ultimately we've had no choice in the same life, but both exist for some reason that is most likely random. Mm. So why should I see myself different from them? Absolutely. And, and that means I feel, you know, you feel more connected that way to people and yeah. things. Yeah. And like I, like I was saying before, yeah. that, you know, uh, our, our existence is far more complicated and far more intricate than just, you know, the narrow set of someone's beliefs. Yeah. You know, you cannot, you know, put a, a box on the infinite because yeah. that is confining the infinite. And it, yeah. um, but from the beginning, humans have needed to confine divinity mm. or spirituality in a way that they could comprehend yeah, you know, but that is only one aspect. Yeah, of 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 the divine. I think that's why they always look at, um, you know, God is just a big man in the sky, or you know, the gods of the Greek gods, or you know, whatever. They're always people. Mm. I think that's because they can't. I don't think that the god or the gods are people. I think that they're sort of like an interdimensional powerful being but that's our interpretation because that's the only way that we can see it or that's how they're choosing to show themselves to us i think that there's a lot in the world that we can't explain yeah sorry uh, like when you know when i was talking talking about the greek gods like they are all representations of elemental forces of nature yeah that you know human beings tried to comprehend you know like the god zeus who is the god of the sky lightning thunder that's what his true form is his thunder and lightning you know the, the forces that we we don't understand the natural yeah. forces that surround us we give it form through through the gods yeah yeah and so they interpret that as like a man throwing a thunderbolt yeah rather than the actual force itself yeah um like the interpretation of what a Bible, uh, an angel looked like in the Old Testament of the Bible back in the days, and it's this. If you've looked at renders of it, it's not like this lovely, nice woman, you know, who's very good looking and has wings. It's this horrible looking creature with giant eyes and, you know, mm. um, thousand heads. Yeah, that that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, That's why we get the phrase "Do do not be afraid" when they talk about them. Yeah. 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 So I think there's a lot that we can't uh, explain that goes on. I think yeah. that there's a lot of energy and sort of stuff that goes on between people mm. and between us all that sort of binds us all together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I sort of always thought that I think that there's a, a next dimension that we go to when we die after this. Mm. And I think ghosts and... Um, like psychic mediums and people like yourself, I've always interpreted as you guys are tapping into that in-between space between here and there. Yeah. That's why when you hear ghosts, they're ghosts because they, um, you know, they have unresolved issues or something that's keeping them here or they're a vengeful spirit. They're trapped in an in-between space between, you know, life and death. This one and the next. Yeah, yeah. and I think that... that sort of psychics and stuff they channel that energy yep. in between all of that in between space is the the energy that can you know get between say us and the next yeah and I think too like there's a, there's a saying that I don't know is it energy never 
is destroyed. It just yeah. changes shape. Yeah, you know, it moves from one form to another. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it shifts, you know. Talking about like physics terms. Yeah. And so even too, like I've contemplated, like I try to really go deep and go, okay, well, if I'm just crazy, and I'm just make, being living in imagination that's fairly accurate all the time. But what if when I die, you know, if I die and that's it, how do I? I I've thought about my body still will live on in the earth. You know, we still live on in that way too. Hmm. Our our body, you know, the part, you know, it goes into the earth, decomposes, goes, and then it exists in everything. You know, so even beyond that, like I try to, you know, really question that because a lot of people um, turn to spirituality for comfort, but I like to challenge that and go because I don't believe. I mean, spirituality can be a crutch for a lot of people. But I think what's even better if people can take it and really challenge their perceptions. So it's not a crutch. It's more like a, it's a power, you know. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's not so much, oh, because I'm scared of dying, I'm going to believe that there's something else, yeah. you know. But what if I challenge that and go, okay, um, you know, what if that doesn't exist? Am I comfortable with the concept of just non-existent? You know, just dying and that's it. I challenge that in my mind, you know, and see where I feel comfortable with that and try and challenge that. So it's not a crutch for me. It's more so it's it's my power, it's my belief, and I, I trust that, that that is what my truth feels like and that's what feel right, feels right to me. Yeah. Realistically, you still exist. Like you're saying, you do still exist. You're just not conscious of it. Yeah. Potentially, like, you know, you die... You're still existing, but you're not conscious of your existence. Yeah. Well, see, from from my experience as as tapping into spirit, you know, it's almost like yes, they exist on this other plane. They, you know, they they shift. You know, um, some of them, you know, I I but and I don't know because again, I can't speak from. I can only speak from experience that there is definitely something beyond this world. Definitely, and from my belief, you know, some people, sometimes spirits can get stuck in the, say, like, lower aspect of reality. So they exist in their, their ego or their, their, their habits as a human. But when they choose to find peace, like we talk about when spirits need want to cross over, that is when their soul sort of detaches from their human um, existence um, and that realisation occurs that, I'm much more than what I was when I passed, you know. Yeah. So that's from my own experience. And I've actually had spirits sort of go, thank you, you know, as in like that realisation of, of saying thank you for, for doing this for me because the whole time I was caught up in the same stuff like I was on earth, you know, and it was only until you came in and helped to go, okay, hello, you're dead, you know, it's time to move on, you know, that they've kind of gone, ah. Oh, you know, and then that realization occurs for them. So yeah, but I, from my experience, spirits maintain their human personalities even when they they leave. Yep. So yeah, sometimes they'll they'll yeah carry on and do whatever. So yeah. So do you believe that there's like a heaven and hell, or what's your interpretation? That's very complicated. That's very. Um, I mean, again, Christian society wants us to believe that there's a beautiful heaven. You know, and there's a bit... I mean, like, the concept of Hal has always existed, but it's like, you know, going back to, like, the Norse, they have Hala, um, or Hal, 
which is the, um, basically, you know, well, go back. So they have Valhalla, which is no, where the noble um, Vikings go when they die in war. They're taken to this place where they can feast, celebrate. But the people that don't die valiantly go to hell, which is H-E-L, which is ruled by um, Loki's daughter, the trickster god Hel, or Hela, um, which is sort and of... how is she born, Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently she sex with a, a giant, wasn't it? I don't know. Oh, no, wasn't she the mare one where, like, Loki turned into a mare? Because Fen- Fen- Fenrir, so the serpent, then Fen- Fenrir and her were all, all born together. That's yeah. the story that I've read anyway. But yeah, so the idea of hell <laughs> in that concept is, like, dark and, you know, damp and not really fun. You know. So kind of like where the Norse people existed 24-7, <laughs> yeah. where it was damp and dark. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. In Norway, and, then, yeah. and then, you know, like in, in, with the Greeks, you know, the underworld was their heaven. You know, when you died, you would go in the ground and you would go into the underworld. But there were different layers to the underworld. You know, you'd have the good places, but then you'd also have the really bad places like Tartarus, which was not a very nice place to go, you know. Uh, so when it comes to the idea of heaven, I don't necessarily think of it as something that's above us, you know, or below us. I kind of see it it's right in front of us. It's in between, you know, it exists in all that that existence. But, I, you know, I do believe that beings can exist on different planes of existence as well. That thought has often... You know, they can, you know, exist in different sort of dimensions and realms and all that sort of thing. So when we die, you know, our soul will go to a place, obviously, where souls go. Um, And I was always taught with the belief that a soul would, you know, stay for a bit if it wanted to, then go and do a healing process. Um, And that has been um, mentioned a lot through with with other spiritual practitioners as well. So I like to get my research... um, from multiple sources. So if, if it comes from multiple sources, I find there is some truth in it. So I like to... And it feels right for me too. But, you know, in terms of like, I don't see the heaven and hell, like... Um, so, you know, when it comes to things like, oh, you know, shouldn't the bad guys go to hell because they're really bad? I think it's ten times worth. I actually believe that they have to be responsible when they die to experience all the pain that they caused and be responsible for it. Not in so much as a, as a torment, but that they, when they pass, they will be, because I believe there is always forgiveness, I believe that they will be presented with what they've done and they have to basically almost like experience it or own up to it hmm. and then decide what they want to do next. Yeah, you know, and from there, if that soul chooses, yes, it it gets obviously that's more like from a spiritual perspective, but you know, um, I'm I'm a big believer that you know, God into G O D, not necessarily like the Christian concept, but God as an energy source gave us all free will. You know, so when we come down onto this plane, when we exist in this plane, we all have free will and we all have choices, but there are also consequences to our actions as well. You know, so if you choose to do things, you are then responsible for that, maybe, you know, in the afterlife or if you believe in reincarnation, to experience that on another level and learn that again in another lifetime. So I believe that, you know, that responsibility, because we've been given free will, is 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 a, is a thing. Yeah. 
So like when I was talking about ritual, if I any action or energy that I put out into the universe, I am therefore responsible for. What's your thoughts on like when you brought up the karmic thing, the I mean the reincarnation? What you know how like they say like there's different ages for different spirits, like like you know people's souls and stuff. You know how like um when Christian people discuss like you've lived a thousand lifetimes or something like that, and there's some people who haven't. Yeah. Like how does that work? Like well, I don't know. Again, that's that's someone's own perception. So yeah. that's only what I've been brought up with. So. Uh, I mean, there's different perceptions on what reincarnation is. Like, yeah. I've always been called an old soul. Yeah. You know? But something, like, I feel like if there was reincarnations, and that's what I always... I always go to my gut, and I always ask myself, and I go right down deep, and I go, okay, do I feel... And I go, I, I, I vibe with that. You know, I vibe with the, the concept of reincarnation because I believe, you know, one life isn't just enough. I think, you know, as souls, we're constantly learning. We're always learning. And I think just to experience one life wouldn't attain much knowledge. You know, so either we learn, you know, again, or we learn more in the afterlife. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot of people in our childhood who talk about reincarnation and basically say that, like, you're an old soul in the sense of that, like, you've been through thousands and thousands of lives, hundreds of lives, and or thousands of experiences. I will say, sorry, I will say, too, like, in, in terms of spirituality, when we talk about the crazies, right, people like to dwell in, in, in the past, and I believe that, yes, we can acknowledge other lifetimes, but this is our life now. So people would constantly refer to themselves as being like a, a high priestess or this or that in another lifetime, and they will dwell on that. And I think that's very unhealthy. I think unless you need to work through whatever experience wants to come up, because it's all embedded in us, that's what I believe. And if, if we do have, you know, different lifetimes, it's all embedded into our soul, you know, our, you know, that, that, the thing that that is the soul, uh, you know. So, but people like to dwell in in that, and you know. So that's why, like I said again, being sceptical, people like to dwell on these concepts. And there's a lot of modern term terminology to do with like things like twin flames and soulmates. I have particular opinions on because I think people, as human beings, can get caught up in the excitement and thrill of certain things. What do you think about soulmates? Do you think that it's a real thing? Or? Well, for me personally, I do believe we have many soulmates in in lifetime, and a soulmate is basically there to teach us something. You know, it's not necessarily to do with love. It can be uh, they can, our worst enemy can be our soulmate because they are there to teach us something about ourselves, and like vice versa. Yeah. And I believe through our lifetimes we have different soulmates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else was I going to ask you? It's hard. Paranormal experiences. Oh, yeah. That's a fun one. Paranormal experiences. Yeah, so our house is creepy as fuck. <laughs> How so? Remember when it was <laughs> Jake thought it was great. He was yeah. all, all his friends. There was all this like stuff going on for well, him. Well, there was one time. <laughs> like, like, remember? Get me out. <laughs> no, remember that one time you said you woke up and the bed was shaking? Yeah, that you one. Remember I told Chris that. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Yeah. See, but I like, and it happened to Mum because Mum woke because my my mum's well, she's fairly intuitive as well because she had a similar experience but like I would perform rituals and stuff in my bedroom and all that sort of thing and my brother's <laughs> going what the hell's going on you know <laughs> it's so I, well 
one of the one of the family friends at the time come over. It was um, Peter, I think. He'd come over and yeah. you know because Mum had obviously asked him to come over and check over the place. And he turned to me and said, "No one spells out of the ordinary." And I'm like, "No, I'm not like summoning like anything. I shouldn't be, you know, because it was really drummed into us that we had to protect ourselves and be safe." So, yeah. you, know, you know something I still do that Chrissy taught me when I'm like really feeling uncomfortable? You know when she told us, you say white light, please protect me tonight? Yeah. I still say that. Even though I don't fucking really fully believe in it, but I feel better when I say but, it. You know, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Like, there's something like, I was at a, like, this weird psychic fair at this person's place and we met, we were just getting used to know, um, to know these people, Peter and Chrissy, who became like family friends. Um, Chrissy's like, she's been through a hell of a lot of a lot, but she's also like a... Uh, an acclaimed psychic as well and Peter's a spiritual person who practices feng shui and all this spiritual healing shit also he's slightly got a bit of weird kooky stuff kind of sort of like a, a religious man I have a lot of respect for him though yeah with his knowledge but he almost comes across like a, a religious fanatic yeah because it can lead to like this weird line of like dangerous it could be potentially dangerous if he goes too far as well yeah because of like his belief system yeah but, um, but yeah. anyway yeah we're at a psychic fair and I was a kid I was like fucking 10 or 11 or something, and I was like, oh, like you know, what happens if I'm scared at night? And like, because like sometimes you get fucking horrified as a kid. And just Chrissy told us, like, um, you just say, ah, white light, please protect us. And I just imagine a white light clearing out the room as if it's cleansing it. Like, and I still fucking do that because it's a habit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you had the bed shake in the middle of the night. Yeah. Violently. Yeah. What else? What else? Oh, for me. Yeah. Well, I don't even think I've had any paranormal experiences. Yeah, have you told? Like, I remember when you were young, you told me you'd see walkers, people with lanterns walking around the house and stuff. They'll just pass through. How How was I? You were like you were young. You were telling me like um how like sometimes at night time you'd see like these spirits that just walk through. They're not they're not harmful, but they look creepy. But they just walk through. See, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember that conversation because it scared the shit out of me. Mm. (laughs) Um. See, I don't remember, like, things like that. I mean, like, when it comes to, like, spirit, you sort of go into a different sort of thought process. Like, it's something yeah. in your brain, it's a shift. And then you sort of, yeah. you step out of it. So, like, why would you, like, you'd sleep with the light on. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. something that I've tried to challenge. I could never, I've got to have some form of light. Because the, if I'm not tired enough, the blank canvas of the night is, amazing for my brain and my imagination but two i think it's also too because sometimes i do generally feel spirits and sometimes i will and sometimes they appear as like you know like shadow figures um they just sort of pop in every now and again but it's not like they stand at my end of my bed or anything it's just and it's just sort of energy that i feel so having the light on reduces the intensity of that because I acknowledge that, yes, I have a lot of irrational fears sometimes, but then I also do see and feel things. So am I the only one that experienced shit in that house? Or are you just... I think like, yeah, Paul, that was <laughs> I can't even remember. Like, I, can't even I remember you talking about so much shit as a kid. Maybe maybe we don't go ghost hunting, Matt. Maybe we don't. Maybe oh, I want you to be alright. Maybe I'm the cursed one. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we, we do go ghost hunting, but we put like Matt out in like the middle of the cemetery. We just see what happens. No, we <laughs> get we, no, we get a massive bag of salt and put it around his neck, oh. and then he'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, actually, I probably should actually get like some random tattoos that like protect me from witchcraft and shit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, there's actually one experience I had. I don't know if like it was probably me coming out of a dream. But I had a tactile disturbance of somebody grabbing me. 
That was fucking horrifying. It was always in that back room, that back room. Yeah, I reckon, but they did, didn't we have, there was an old man that haunted our toilet, apparently. Yeah. Because yeah. mum, my mum, mum sensed things, yeah. you know, and I guess as kids you don't really sort of yeah. know what a spirit is or a ghost is. You just, you just, you, you know. You see it. Hmm? You just see it. Or yeah, feel you it, don't like, really yeah. like. And it's not out of the ordinary. They reckon like kids and dogs and stuff are very receptive oh, hell to yeah. the paranormal, yeah. and it's something that a lot of people they don't hundred percent know why, but like most people will sort of almost grow out of. In a way, but they reckon kids are very, very, very... And I think it comes down to conditioning. Yeah. Because as kids and animals, they don't know any difference. Yeah. And they don't question what they see and what they feel. Whereas as adults, we're taught that that stuff is woo-woo. Mm. And it's, we shouldn't be able to, you know, we're just crazy or we're mental, whatever. So as we grow older, we shut off because we're told that that's... That's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else I've experienced in that house. I've had someone touch me on the shoulder mm-hmm. while in the car, and I thought mum was touching my shoulder, but yeah. it couldn't have possibly... She was sitting here, Yeah. I was, and it felt like someone had touched and I went to do it. I'm like, oh, shit, no one's there, but yeah. someone touched me. That's, I remember that. But see, like, my paranormal experiences yeah. or my ghost experience happen when I do readings. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, that's different from, like, a haunting... It's more so when I do readings and have experiences that, like, I'll have confirmation for what I'm seeing. So I'm actually communing with the spirits themselves and not, mm. you know, having things move or anything like that. Yeah. Um, cupboard doors opening. Cupboard doors opening. We've had some weird shit, like the TV randomly turning on or stuff. That I yeah, had yeah, we had that too. Yeah. We no, had I don't them. remember that. No. Yeah. What's wrong with me? So I can't believe you can't remember this shit. Maybe I'm just delusional. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so the house that I grew up in was the same one my mum grew up in. Um, And so after our, like my mum's parents had died and it was their house, Mm. the house was pretty much still the same layout. Yeah. And we'd have things like, and it happened in like a logical order, like the door would open and then the kettle would turn on randomly. Or like then the TV would turn on or we could literally sit there and watch with no... Doors open, no draft, watch the door, like, open. Like, you just leave it, so you can't leave it, like, closed, closed. Yeah. But if you leave it a little bit ajar and there's no draft, and we'd sit there and watch it, and then it just go... Mm. Yeah. See, that's and, so cool, And you could though. do it almost on command. And then you go and shut it, and then they'd open it. Over and over and over, and there was no draft, no aircon on, no nothing. Yeah. That would happen constantly. Um... My brother had, I don't know whether, because he is actually, um, got like mental health issues and schizophrenia and stuff, but he had a mental, uh, he had a, someone in his room, um, who was like his imaginary friend that he would talk to, Mm. um, and he'd be able to tell this whole story about this guy, and this guy was alive and did this and that and all this other stuff. Was it confirmed at all? No, No, just, that was, so I'm going to tell my parents about it, and they were like, yeah, no, let's not talk about this. <laughs> so, and, uh, you... S- oh, sorry. Okay. No, and then um, there was one time when... So, the room where my parents moved into used to be my grandfather's room. Yeah. And that was one of... So, then when we renovated the house, that was one of the few rooms that remained the exact same. And then, so, I remember my brother... I told you this story. My brother came, like, screaming out that there was this um, dark man sitting on the edge of the bed. 
that disappeared disappeared into the floor mm-hmm. to my mum, which was pretty. Well, see, that's actually quite common occurrence in shadow figures, um, especially like from my own research. You know, that's something that people experience. There's even like a whole like site or like sites dedicated to shadow people and you know things like that but that's like when people say oh i saw this at the end of my bed or i saw this i'm like yeah that's a normal that's normal you know mm. um but yeah interesting and like you said when you said you were brought up in more of a christian household did that affect how you viewed what was happening or did you how did you view that at the time keep going i'll fix that <laughs> The um, camera's just stopped. Or yeah. something. So I'll stop the gun. It's already stopped once, so... Do, 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 do. No, it's probably just as my grunting fell on. I'm just trying to make it mysterious and spooky. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did, how did it influence... Yeah, how did you view it? Saying you... Because you said you were brought up in a Christian... Yes, yes. How did you view what was happening? Um, did you see that? Because I know a lot of Christians would see that as, as demons or evil. evil we saw things. it as like our actual grandparents. Like okay. This was their house and this yep. is where they came back to. And that's why mum always, she didn't even talk to them. Like it was her parents returning back to, you know, where they spent their whole life. Yeah. Um, cool. Which I never felt comfortable in the house. Not a single, like I... Even now, when I go back there, I can't stay there in the dark. Yeah. Like, I hate being in the house. Like now, is that is that a fear of what happened, or do you think that's a general... Is it the vibe of the place? I think it's both. Yeah. I just always feel like I'm being watched in yeah. that house constantly. And that's, like a, that's like a normal sign of a haunting, is feeling watched. Or yeah, I always feel that uneasiness. Yeah. Uh, like, something's about to, like, happen... And especially with stuff like that going on, um, like even even to this day now when I go back out there, like if I have to lock the house up if Dad's away and look after the house, mm. like I, yeah. one thing I will tell you, whether it helps you or not, remember that you are in control. You are living; they are dead. So you tell them that. You tell them. You go hi if you want to talk to them because you know they're there. Go hi, my name's such and such. My name's Chris. Um, no funny business, please. If you want to try and get my attention, you can do something if you've got an important message. But other than that, no bullshit. Sounds like a voice, set, set, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, set, set, in, set in that boundary. Tell them, excuse me, look, I have a rule. I don't want no spirits watching me while I'm showering, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Set those boundaries. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I never felt comfortable looking in the mirror at that house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. In the dark, I yeah. couldn't sleep. In that house, I actually slept with a nightlight. Yeah. Pretty much the whole time I was there, which is something I don't do mm. anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Any other experiences? Um, we should light a candle right in front of us because like that'll add to the. Maybe one. We went on a ghost tour at. Port Arthur in Tasmania, which is apparently a very haunted Yeah, I've heard lots of stories. I haven't been, but I've heard lots of stories. Yeah, and I remember I never said anything to Siren. I don't know whether it was just them drumming it up, but the dude we went with, the psychic medium that we went with, was very much like most psychics I've seen. He's very sceptical. He's like, oh, nothing will happen. We'll be right. Mm. But I remember we walked into this house 
And before we knew that it was like haunted or something, I just remember looking, I was looking straight down the hallway. Mm. And as we entered, because I was like one of the first people to go in behind this guy, yeah. um, I remember seeing something like move away behind the curtain, mm-hmm. um, like at the other end of the house, yeah. um, on the outside of the house, like looking in. So I don't know whether that was just a person, obviously, that worked there or something, but I remember being... Yeah, you second guess yourself, because it's like, you don't know, but then you think, oh... And that's what I mean, like, sometimes I'll be walking down the street and I'll see something and I'll go, hang on, what was that? And I, I go through that process of rationalising it, and then if I can't find a rational explanation, I'll go, no, nah, that was definitely spirit. That's how I how I work that one out in my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, the way I kind of see the way that spirit interacts with us is it's almost like, you know, you're walking down the street and there are spirits... You know, it's like walking down the mall. We don't, but we're not talking to the people. We don't know them, but they are there. Yeah. You know, and you know, sometimes they they might connect with our energy, follow us home, or you know, yeah. But they do exist. They are around us all the time. Yeah. From my experience, anyway. Mm. I had one experience when I was camping uh, with Scotty when I was like sixteen, seventeen. Where like we I went to take a piss, and like we were facing away from like any roads, and we were like in the middle of the bush, mm. and like this big orb of light was just hanging there, and he and I saw the same thing, and I wasn't smoking anything. Yeah, I don't think smoking things is gonna make it. Yeah, I always think that like psychotropic. Is that what I'm? No, yeah. Not psych- like psychedelic drugs. Sorry. Psychotropic would be the right term, I think. Psychedelic? Psychedelic, like DMT, marijuana. Yeah. That's very popular with a lot of... Um, I, that's, I was actually getting in conversation with someone about, you know, taking mushrooms and, um, you know, taking different narcotics and all that sort of thing in terms of, like, helping to alter your state and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I think uh, it makes you more receptive to... It does, but I do believe it. Can we swear? Fuck, I've already sweared. It That's fucks you up. It does. It fucks you up. Uh, and I believe there are different ways to alter consciousness besides using drugs. You know, like beer and alcohol spirits, that alters our state of being, but it also has an effect on our physical being as well. And I, you know, and that's why, yeah. Well, they actually used to believe that, you know, when you got drunk from wine, it was actually the spirit of the plant possessing you. Yeah, right. Yeah, so when you got intoxicated, it was the spirit of the vine intoxicating you. That was, that's an old belief. But uh, what I'm saying is, yeah, people tend to use things like drugs and alcohol to help them escape their reality and help sort of make them feel a bit better. But there are, when it comes to things like, you know, certain plants and we're talking about mushrooms, I think, you know, there's a lot of... um, like tribes and native cultures that use plants like that to alter their consciousness, but they did it in a way that was respectful and they didn't abuse it. They they literally believed that that spirit, that plant had a spirit, and so they respected it. Whereas in our modern-day white society, you know, we need a quick fix, so we just shove it down our throats without thinking too thoughts yeah. about it because it's going to make us feel also, good. Also, I think it'd be good to do, like... DMT or something like that. Yeah. Once, mm-hmm. like yeah, in, in in the right environment. Yeah. Like a high dose, maybe once. But 
I couldn't yeah. think. I mean, like I always have our dad's voice in the back of our mind. You know, if we ever did fucking drugs, he'd take us into another room and belt the shit out of it. Yeah. I think that was more so if we ever got addicted to anything and. Oh, because dad's done things. Dad's done oh god, yeah. Drugs. He's a big, yeah. he's a big hypocrite. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Don't he's, just, he's just seen how it affects people. Yeah, yeah dad's very. There's true. nothing wrong with having yeah. a little bit of smoky smoking. I mean, I've never smoked anything, but I think I've burned yeah. enough herbs and incense to. You know, done a lot of a lot of the the herbs can give a slight high. You know that you burn in ritual and stuff. It helps a lack of oxygen, probably. Yeah, actual plant does as well. I believe that anyway. Yeah, because. But yeah, you know, breathing, of course it doesn't matter at all. Meditation, breathing, yeah. you know. Oh, you can get, um, you can actually have DMT experiences from certain breathing exercises. I'll try that. You'll try it? We'll try it after this if you want. Oh, Google it. This is, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like this. It's just like hold breath until you pass. No, it's, um, <laughs> it's similar to, Wim, it's, it's similar to Wim, Wim Hof's method where like you have to do like this cyclic breathing where like you nearly give yourself hyperalkalosis. Is it the one where you go, yeah. <laughs> have you tried doing that one? Sort of like that, yeah. yeah. So I you breathe in deep, then you breathe short, breathe, exhale. You still have a full lung and you'll, you just slowly... Well, yeah. the one that I was taught when we were working on doing this tarot therapy course connected with the element of air, yeah. we were taught this exercise where it was literally like you, you lie down on the floor and you, it, like, you do it for so long and it's like... <laughs> and you just keep doing that and it's a certain pace that you keep to help... Yeah, and it's... To your hyperventilation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, you don't. I've done it and you don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, this one I did the before, you feel so good. It's like the beginner's guide to Wim Hof. And like you sit down and you do it for like ten minutes and you feel high as a kite afterwards, but um, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm hallucinating or or meeting God. Yeah, <laughs> um, that'd be cool. Like all of a sudden the door, you see like a stairway or some shit. Maybe we are God. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I've got to. Maybe we've <laughs> Maybe you've got to. Maybe you've got Jake. Surprise. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> uh, I'll fade away. This Gosh, is right I, no, I couldn't claim to be that. God, no. Um, what's Unintended. Fuck. No, we see the... Ex- Chris and I have seen the extreme end of, of abuse of that sort of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So, and you were, oh, because you live in this town, of course. Oh, God, yeah. I had, a, um, I had someone throw, claim to be possessed by an Aboriginal spirit trying to throw herself into the river. They called me, knowing what I do, but no one thought about calling the ambulance. Like, this woman yeah. is obviously unstable and she's trying to kill herself. Wouldn't yeah. you get the proper, you know... But it's funny, as soon as the ambulance came and the police came, she stopped. Yeah. Ooh, you know? Behaviour. So. Yeah, well, we've met plenty of those. I've never met, in, in cases of, like, actual possession, from what I've read. I, I listened to this audiobook on, like, demonic possession. It was very much from a Catholic viewpoint. Um, that was very one-sided. I mean, exorcism is existing in all different cultures. But actual possession um, is very rare. And you actually have to give permission for it to happen in some way. So it's not sort of the the demon just decides to possess you. On some level, you have given permission for it to enter your being. What kind of level? What do you mean? Like, so like, do you have to like sit there and be like, okay? Or well, I think it can. Well, from what I've taught, there's like different stages of demonic possession. 
um, or spirit possession, you know, it's like it'll sort of like it, it'll, things will happen on the outside, like scratches and all that sort of thing, or you know, things will, like a haunting almost, um, and then it gradually builds into you know, it, it sort of works its way, it's almost like an intelligence works its way, almost like an abusive relationship, sort of where the person sort of starts to, what's the word, starts to um, accept that that's, that's okay, Yeah. What's you know what I mean, and it's that sort of stage that they, they access, but I don't think I can say that I've ever met someone that was possessed, I can, I can say that I've met people that have had spirit attachments that were nasty, but not necessarily being possessed by because, like I said, I believe that we've been given free will. So if we constantly feed on the idea that we are possessed and we believe we are, you know, we're feeding into it as well. Yeah, it's that borderline between mental yeah, and you give spiritual. You give permission for that to happen. Yeah. Um, but what about, like, the African possessions? Like voodoo? Oh, that is, like... The most like intense. It's so cool. See, it's very fascinating. We'll see even in like Korean shamanism, like it's similar. So like you'll see them cut themselves and they won't bleed. Yeah. You know things like that. Um, but that's more so like almost like what we call. So like I think there's a different like I think when we talk about like spirit possession, I think that's more so. In a a way that's sort of a bit more violent and more aggressive. Whereas someone that's possessed or allows a spirit to enter in a, in a, in almost a, a healthy, positive way, it's almost just like what we call channeling when a, when when people channel channel. Um, but again, you know, it depends. You know, are these spirits that are entering the body are they good or they bad? You know, it all depends. But uh, from you know, voodoo is a religion, and they believe that by it's an honor to be possessed by these spirits and for mm. them to speak through you when you receive training. Um, by a mambo or hugan, which are the priests of the religion, um, to be able to allow that to happen. Again, it's it's a from what I've from my own research, it's a they uh, they do a lot of stuff to help alter that. It's very different from you know they have the real can I say, am I allowed to say primitive way of of doing it like 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 they'll like I've seen people like they'll put gunpowder in your mouth or. You know, whereas in other circles, you'll have more of a, it's almost like a the spiritualist, yeah. um, you know, they'll they'll dance and they'll, you know, sing and make offerings and they'll allow it to happen. You know, they'll allow the spirits to come in, you know. I don't know, mate, I shouldn't use the word primitive, more like, I don't know, but it's all kind of the same. What is it? Well, because like... The African culture is probably old, one of the oldest cult, like one of their cultures, the, the oldest. Yeah, um, but it's just sort of from what I've seen, it's very sort of like you know, they they really try and alter it. So even yeah. if they weren't altered, they're still altered by substance substances that they're partaking in. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. never go near them when they're doing performances because they can beat the shit out of you. That's also something when you go to Africa and you see like a spiritual performance, you don't go near them, especially for white, because apparently the spirits like to. Go near white people. Mm. There's like a bit of that race stuff going on as well with the in that context. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very fascinating. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I find it fascinating. Well, you brought up Korean shamanism, and I wouldn't even think of. I didn't even think of Koreans and what they believe in. Well, when they when they take on their gods, their day, yeah. which is similar because it's the same in Shinto. No, I don't. I don't know if I've 
I don't know. I haven't. Heard, I think there are mediums and shit. I I couldn't actually yeah. know. Can't say. Um, but yeah, it's almost the idea that these gods will possess them and they'll dress in particular clothes, which oh, is yeah. similar to what I've seen with voodoo, right? Yeah. You know, they will have. Uh, did you just call chivers? Oh no, I was just thinking about a Japanese mythology yeah. thing. So <laughs> anyway, so you know, like they will dress in a certain way that appeases the spirit, and yeah. you know, they will dance and they'll sing. It's very similar. Yeah. Um, but different, obviously different cultures and stuff have different, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, so it's almost just like creating that trance and they will, you know, yeah. they'll allow, and they will detach from their body. Yeah. And they'll allow that spirit to ride them, as they yeah. call it, being a horse. So, yeah. hmm. and then that, that spirit may accept the offerings or yeah. they might speak wisdom. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. What else you got? That's probably about it, to be honest. Yeah. I haven't got like a huge. I think we covered everything straight off the bat. Is there um, anything that I was talking about that I I didn't fully explain properly, or that you'd like more information on? Where are the best places in town to have um, paranormal experience? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... You're telling me the cemetery. Yeah, I reckon the cemetery out near the airport is pretty pretty haunted um, in terms of, like, energy. The old Nichols Point one, it's, it literally feels dead to me. I mean, maybe a little bit of energy. But because it's still fresh, so to say, out at the Nichols, I mean the the one out near the the, the airport, there's a lot more activity there, a lot more energy, because a lot more people are gathering there. Because I love a creepy story. You know, remember Joe, like you were saying before, when you, that Joe Giuseppe Padula? Yeah. When we were kids, he we um did a ghost hunt, and he said we couldn't stay at the Nichols Point Cemetery past 12 p.m. because a black dog would come with red eyes and stood on his hind legs. Yeah. That's why I avoid that cemetery. <laughs> oh, there's. I've heard like the one. There's the one out at um, the old Redcliffe Cemetery. I've heard stories about you know people with gathering around a grave with candles and you know real real ritualistic and there's all these stories that people, you know. Um, but yeah, things like the the red red eyes and the black dog. That's yeah. almost like the devil. Yeah, you know, so that, it's and very Catholic. Like, that's fair. Oh no, but that's actually you know things like the black dog are very much um, embedded in a lot of cultures. Well, you know when yeah when you shine a light you see red eyes or white eyes yeah. at night for predators. I'd shit myself. What do you reckon about uh, skinwalkers? Oh, Indian stuff. Um, I don't know because I haven't experienced it. I know that's a topic that they don't they don't talk about because it's, they literally I, I've I've heard people have experiences essentially they're an evil spirit you know but from what i've also read is that they are um like evil shamans basically that's that's sort of the gist i get but i can't say because i have an experience but i'm always open you know because it being uh, being who i am and what i do you know i'm always open to the idea of spirits and because i mean these have existed for that why why what's who's to say that they don't exist because skinwalkers are the windigo aren't they I think that's different. No, that's different. werewolves. No, no, I thought Windigo was like a... Skins, is skinwalkers are more like sh- evil shapeshifters. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they um, like to play with and like torment 
Yeah. And apparently, you know, in order to become one, you have to kill... Um, there's a ritual um, that you have to kill another member of your family okay. in order to become a skinwalker. Mm. Like, it's real dark. And yeah. I don't get me wrong, I know that there's dark shit out in this world. There are people out there that are evil. And do... Government organisations experiment in this shit, like... You know, like the CIA, they're like yeah. experimenting. Like, there's, like, there's like, cults that you know, ri- you know, ritual sacrifice. That that does exist, again. But I'm like I said, we, you know, again, we have to be sceptical about this stuff because you start getting into the conspiracy theories and stuff. Oh, that's but, what we love doing. But <laughs> but that stuff, that stuff does. It is out there, you know, because well. If our brains can think it, there is bound to be someone or some group that's doing it. You I, know bet, what I, mean? I bet you there is somebody who believes they're a shaman. They have skinned somebody alive and wearing their skin. There's definitely oh, absolutely. Skin. Well, didn't that, you know, the Vikings, they had the magic pants, which was made from the, um, the like these magic pants made from a corpse skin. Yeah, and they'd like peer, like and they'd wear it and believe to give them magic. A lot of the Gauls did that too. A lot of the Germanic tribes did that too. So well, that the similar that Odin, Odin Odin Yeah, it's sort of but... intricate. I mean, I'm not a historian yeah. or anything, so I can't claim that. Yeah. So it used to be a practice where they'd like um, they'd wear the heads around their of their victims around their um, shoulders as well as when the skin. It's all sometimes you know, and it, like it comes to that that psychological aspect as yeah. well. You know, sometimes people might use magic in psychological warfare as well, so they're not necessarily performing a curse, they're actually just messing with someone. Yeah. And that can be greater than actually doing any spell, because the person believes it yeah. in their mind. That shit, like, they did that, all, they, they still do that shit now for, like, modern warfare. Like, they did that in World War Two. there's a guy, like, he was, uh, I think he was, no, he's a Finnish, he was a Finnish sniper, and he was defending a Russian invasion, and he was known as, like, the White Spirit, like, because he He'd have like a hundred kills, like that was like. Well, see, even like they say yeah. that Hitler was very um, fascinated by the, by the occult. Yeah. And he said that he had astrologers that would actually tell him good points in time to do different things. Now, from someone that knows astrology, that's pretty. <laughs> using that to do what he did, that's pretty. You know, yeah. like certain astrological, um, you know, events and situations. Like you've heard about Mercury retrograde. Have you heard of that one? Oh, I've heard it as a meme. You know, but, yeah, <laughs> things like Sorry, that. I... So you know, you wouldn't, you would, you know, so you wouldn't begin a, you know, a, a travel. Traveling during retrograde isn't good because your car might fail, or there might, you know, you book an appointment, but then someone misheads what you say. So when you get that, you've booked the wrong room. Stuff like that happens. So in terms of like astrology, if you're planning to do something or world domination. You go, okay, this planet's in this position and this is the effect that it has. This is the perfect time to do that. So, that's pretty... Yeah. Mm. Mm. I really want to go on, like, a hunt now. (laughs) Yeah. We just got to buy, like, a Chevy Impala and um, (laughs) get some leather jackets on. We'll have an episode of Thought and Solution. Go to the episode dressed up as Sam and Dean. <laughs> Sam! <laughs> Sam! Uh, oh, that me. Oh, who's? I'll be Sam. You'd be Dean then, wouldn't you? No, you'd be Dean. Okay. Yeah. You'd get possessed by a demon then. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sad. see. I even like see. I, ever since I was young, people, I've been obsessed with witches, even in like media and stuff. Yeah. So like. 
I love watching different movies and their take on the occult and how they interpret witches and warlocks and all that sort of thing. And um, Supernatural is, I really like their take on it, even though it's sort of like from a really dark sort of, I really, I like their take on witchcraft. It feels you more know, human, doesn't it? It's really primal and it's like, right, you know, let's let's stab a knife into a into a dead chicken and make somewhere cough up blood. You know, that's just, yeah. yeah. Not that I think that's a nice thing to do to anyone. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. But I like their take on it. I really think it's it's more, you know, and witchcraft hasn't, it, it's, it's never been like, it's only just sort of been more modernised suit. But witchcraft, if we're talking about real old school witches, you know, they're not afraid to pick up a, a, a chicken, cut its head off and let it bleed out to use its blood. Like, that's old school stuff, you know. Mm, yum. But like oh. I said, we have, if you eat chicken, if you eat meat, yeah. sacrifices all around. Can we go to, like, uh, conspiracy? Like, what sort of conspiracies do you think of Chris in this sort of world? I'm trying to think of some. Oh, cons- Matt. Too early for the conspiracy. Oh, everyone, will, everyone will be back on the conspiracy podcast. We'll have yeah. like nine people. We will have, <laughs> we'll have like a chat. We had, we've had a workmate come in who's given us a list of conspiracies and it looks like it's going to be like a forever series. Uh, there's the one where um, Madonna's part of the Illuminati Yeah. and don't watch the Super Bowl performance because she's just, oh, just I can't deal. I can't deal with that shit. I can't. Yeah, I love it. It just does my head in because there's people that actually believe it's real and it just annoys me. Chris, do you believe Alex Jones is actually telling, like, is actually revealing the truth? Alex Jones is a hard one because you start Googling the stuff that he's saying and then it starts coming out as true. Yeah. So then you're like, you start doing the math and it's like, this crazy stuff that he's saying will happen. Yeah. That he, you know, he said all this crazy stuff was going to happen 15 years ago that's happening now. Yeah. That he's right about. So what is all this, you know, is all this crazy stuff going to happen in yeah. the next 10 years? I and and is he like that because he's he's in on this huge conspiracy and he's trying to find out about this huge, you know, conspiracies yeah. every day and how much knowledge he has. And yeah. It, it's no wonder that he is over the top ranting like he is. Yeah. If he knows, if everything that he says is going to come true and he knows that for a fact, yeah. wouldn't you be screaming from the mountaintops and rooftops yeah. and at anyone that would listen to you yeah. about all these crazy... Because I, be- I believe like the like the rich people will definitely meet up and have like pheasant fer- ceremonies and yeah. stuff like that. I, think it's, I don't think there's like a Illuminati controlling absolutely everything, but I think they're just like everyone gets together. Yeah. And everyone, you know, you look at work, everyone wants to get together and run the the hospital the way that they want to run it. Mm. The same thing would be happening in society that powerful people would probably gather and then talk about how they're going to change things and put their people in power and get their spin on the world. Mm. That's that's what I mean, come back to spirituality. That's why it's healthy to be sceptical and not get caught up because the shit that I have heard, I mean, I'm open, like I said, I'm open, but some of the things, you know, weird. Mm. Yes. Mm. How long have we been going for? An hour and a bit. An hour and a bit? Yeah. (laughs) We could probably keep going, but you have to be somewhere as well. No. No. 
I don't have to be anywhere until tomorrow. So mm. yeah, Matt was saying, um, what did you say? Um, to get you to do a reading on me, and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> See that? Yeah, and that's because yeah. of your own fears and in- insecurities and perceptions. A hundred percent. Yeah. So you know, yeah. like sometimes, like when when I read people, it's more for self empowerment. Basically, that's how I choose to read. So. Yeah. You know, so if I was to, if I have permission now, if I was to tune into your energy with permission again, um, consent, mate. <laughs> it's like a bad part consent of the Consent helps. You know, I need to be able to. You know. Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. No. What? <laughs> yeah. Brother. Yeah. Hmm. No. No, I get you too nervous. I can feel it in your gut. You've got a <laughs> sick feeling in your gut. Read Matt. <laughs> my brother. I know my brother. It's hard to read him. No, it's alright. I was actually sensing a dog spirit around you, actually. So whether you either had a dog that you loved that passed away, or just a you know, general spirit, but I can see a dog around you. Not that I can actually see what type of dog it is. But there's been a dog that's been very close to you throughout this whole thing. I know that's really random. Yeah. But, like I said, spirit, yeah, it's random. Mm. I was just out at my dad picking up dog poo all day. Yeah. Not for an hour. (laughs) Maybe the spirit of the dog poo called you. Yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe. Yeah. But sometimes, well, the dog is a symbol. See, so sometimes spirit will speak in symbols as well. A dog means loyalty and friendship. Someone that's loyal and is sort of sticks to their word as well. You know, um, you know, and I can kind of tell too that sometimes you do um, overcomplicate things in your mind as well, and you can be your own worst enemy. Like even talking <laughs> to you now, so like you ex- you will exaggerate things to a point where you block yourself. You know, so. But I think you have enough trust in yourself to be able to, to, to step up as well. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. I'm not, I can't get a lot, but that's kind of what I get as well from you as well. Um, Matt, he's doing the thing. He's doing the thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what thing? <laughs> What's the thing? What's he doing, Chris? I don't want to know my future. Yeah. Oh, the, the psychic thing. Oh, it's not like that, though. You know, I can just, um... Yeah. So how does the crystal ball thing work? It's just sort of like a mirror for your third eye, usually. So it's like projecting. It's, some people are good at it. I'm not. Oh, I can have... So what do you... So what do you, do you so see he's avoiding the crystal ball? That's a classic. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry. All right. I won't, I won't read for you. I won't try and read for you. I'm sorry. What if you get a psychology degree, Jack? You'd be like a... Oh. Like well, I've often thought about it because it kind of mixes hand in hand because yeah. you can kind of, like, if I can learn that yeah. in conjunction with what I feel, that'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah, it'd be very intense. Yeah. It'd just be like, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, see how, see, love, look, see, see how he's sitting in that p- posture? That shows me that he's a little bit nervous. He's got his legs crossed 
and he's got his arm, so that's he's trying to make himself feel comfortable because <laughs> he's he's quite he's a little he's bit open to it. He's a little bit open to it, but he's quite not. He's still a little but bit also nervous. He's facing, <laughs> he's facing more towards me because he knows I'm his comfort place, right? Yeah, now. yeah. He's yeah. facing towards you, so he's yeah. looking at you like, have, save me. I always have my feet like this from jujitsu. Yeah, I'm sitting in full guard. <laughs> yeah, full guard, like, yeah, but see, that's what I mean. Like you know, I mean, general, like this is stuff that you you know you can read people by their body, but there is more to it though. Like you can see, yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm, uh, I didn't mean to like do yeah. Yeah, I mean that's so, a lot. So how do you so so what happens with the crystal ball? So do you see something in the crystal ball? Or so, you, it's, like you know, it's it? almost like, thinking, you know how I was talking about how, like, the night is like a blank canvas for your mind? Yeah. That's kind of how the crystal ball works. So, so you look at the um, the crystal ball and it will project your, you know, whatever's going on in, into that and reflect it back to you. Some people claim to see things, they might see things in their mind's eye. It just helps to enhance that for them. People use sand, people use bones. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it just depends. It's all a tool to help access it. Because we're the conduit, we're the ones that are actually doing it. Like you can, if you were to gaze in these fires, you can you can use fire, which is pyromancy. You can gaze into the flames and stuff. You know. But yeah, one of the messages that I do get for you is I think you need to trust yourself a little bit more. Whether that's relevant or not, I feel that you need to trust yourself a little bit more because I think there's at the, maybe at the moment there's like there's a part of you that's kind of like you know you, you question things a little bit and I think you just need to trust yourself a little bit more because I need to think you need to give yourself a little bit more credit. Can we not make Chris cry on the podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Am I opening up too many holes? We might right, yeah, sorry. Chris yeah. Right sorry. So yeah, I, I just wanted to like I the, like like I said the like. The last thing I want to do is upset anyone or make someone uncomfortable, but I just want to give you an example of how I work, you know, and see, like, because, like, even, like, your energy, you've got, you, you do carry a lot on your shoulders, so I can see, like, just looking over your head, you've got, you carry a lot around this area, so it's sort of like you, you carry everything, so you're looking after someone else and you're probably worrying about this person and that, which is a normal thing as a carer too. Um, but I do see you do carry that a lot around. Do you ever have a lot of issues around around your neck area, around your shoulders? Yeah, I've always got a bad neck. Yeah, so that's kind of, you know, where the energy can sit and then it can result in that as well. That's another thing I believe as well. Yeah, well, I yeah. always had, um, growing up, always had like bad anxiety issues and yeah. I wouldn't sleep and yeah. I always worried about everyone else more than... Yeah, but I think too, I think I also, if, if you don't mind me, I think I can also pick up there is a bit of trauma there for you as well. Like, I can sense trauma, which is, it inhale deep something. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I can, I can p- pick that up on, on someone, and I can see it's not just anxiety, there's something deeper there. Like, I, I don't know how I know this. That it's you know, but I think you you were you were a lot better than you have been. Like you you had a stage in your life where you were struggling, and every now and again it comes up. But I do feel that you know you are actually pretty good at dealing with it now. That's where I kind of reference that you need to trust yourself a little bit more and give yourself more credit. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a good. Good point to probably nearly finish. 
<laughs> How do you feel after that, Chris? After being spiritually violated by my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I have a permission! That's me psychically slapping my brother. Yeah. I just, I don't know, you know, you just sort of, yeah. 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 As well, yeah. so. I wonder how deep you go into someone. Like, how deep, what's the deepness that you've gone into? So, like, you get random people off of the street. Like, tomorrow you'll get however many random people yeah. come up to you for a reading. How, what's mm. the deepest you've gone into someone that... I don't know. I you, guess you how, just, like, how much I'm allowed to process it and how much I want to go, I guess. Yeah. You know, um... You know, like, like a, my friend of mine was like showing me a picture of someone and I just instantly, I was slapped with this trauma and anxiety. Like, it was just like, bang, you know, straight away. And like I said, I can feel it in my body. So it's sort of like uh, my body shows me the response. So I feel it in my own way, how I would experience that, you know. But, um, yeah, so it's sort of like... Like I said, when you meet someone, it's sort of like you step in their energy. That's why it's important to spiritually clear and um, detach as well. Otherwise, we're constantly carrying around. Like, for instance, in the area that you work, I would consider that a negative energy hotspot. Because even though they're not psychic, they do carry with them a dark miasma that you're constantly walking in. So on a spiritual level, if you were to look at the wards that you walk in, on a spiritual level, I would say it would be black, foggy. I'd say it's condensed Mildura. Like, you know, like, (laughs) you had this, like, thing. And, like, have you ever seen, um, if you ever watched the anime called Holic, that's a good example, XX Holic, this guy is bombarded by these, these massive energy and spirits, which is kind of how I'd describe being in, like, a mental ward would be. Would be a... Because you would have the spirits that are family that are trying to look after them, the spirits that are, that are, are lost and attached to that person's energy, especially if they're into drugs, mm-hmm. because there's a big belief that drugs actually cut holes in your aura and allow for outside things to enter. So, even though they're not spiritual, they have these, like, spiritual attachments to them that feed off their their sorrow, their pain, their negativity. You know, so... You would feel that for sure if you walked in that ward. Yeah. For sure. And that's that's what I mean. Sometimes you've got to walk in and detach. Like, I don't go around feeling everyone because I'd go mental. But like I said, you, when I was tuning in, you asked permission. I took that my you I'd allow the veil to sort of part for a second, so I can tap into your energy as well. Um, so, but I do. You know how we were talking about your grandmother before? I do feel like your grandmother's spirit is with you, and does does hang around you as well. She's an interesting woman. I don't know if you've ever met her, um, but she seems very strong-willed and opinionated. That's probably both of them. Well, there's one here yeah. that I reckon she's like, you know, her way a lot. She's very stuck in her ways. And, you know, this is how I run things, so you don't question me. That's And then I just saw something float across there. That wasn't a bug, I just saw something there. So, yeah. <laughs> but see, what I mean, like, having this sort of experience shouldn't be scary. It's like, for me, like... 
It, it, it's a natural. I know it is. It is scary for someone that hasn't experienced before. Oh, when bed but it's almost like think about it, it's almost like when <laughs> <laughs> their bed shaking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like the exorcist. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, no, like it's just sort of like, and that's why I mean, I ask permission. Like I don't go. Are you okay? <laughs> you know, like I just need to tell you this. You know, um, it's only I always ask permission first because I think that's polite. To you know, because some people don't believe in, don't want to know. I had, I had my friend used to date this guy, and he was very religious in his own way. And I remember sitting at the um, kitchen table, and I had this grandfather come around and apologise to him, and he blatant right refused, like he didn't acknowledge that. But I found out that his grandpa was actually quite cruel to him while he was on earth, and his grandfather was coming through to apologise, but because of his beliefs. He denied that. So, you know, what I do is the devil's work. You know, I'm a channel for, for demons. Demons that actually help to self, help people find comfort and self-realisation. That's so evil, isn't it? Mm. Have you ever had any encounters with what people would classify as evil spirits? As in like... I've had really stubborn ones. Ones that... Actually, I've had a couple of... Well... There was one which fascinated me quite a lot. It was this this woman had what we would call an attachment. It wasn't necessarily attached to the house, but it was attached to her. Mm. And um, it, she said it has been with her for like, since her 20s. She didn't know how it started. Um, but it was this oppressive force. Like it, you walked in the room and it felt like it was like, she's mine, you can't have it, like I could feel this like, like almost like this abusive relationship, you know, this macho could feel that energy. So I've encountered, I've never encountered what people would consider really, really, really evil Mm -hmm. in that sense, more so just aggravated human emotion, which, you know, usually sometimes takes its own form, Um, but yeah, I've encountered like negative energies, but not necessarily what we call evil. Yeah. So, because, yeah, I mean, sometimes if it's evil, some like if something happens, say if they get scratches or something, people automatically think it's like something evil. But it could be just someone that's pissed off. You know, people get pissed off and so do spirits get pissed off. If you're coming into their house, they don't know you. Obviously, they're upset that you're in their house and you're not listening to them. So what are they going to do? Hmm. They're going to, you know... So, yeah. It'll be interesting, too, to see if the, the mic picks up on anything, too. Oh, I can't wait to, like, there's no audio word doesn't work. There's just a conversation of ghosts. He's just talking in here. Yeah, and, like, there's little sounds yeah. and stuff. Oh, that'd so, be great. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that'd be fucking... Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I'm just really good at a, a mentalist. Maybe I'm just really good. Or maybe... I am psychic, maybe I'm gifted, you know? So, but it's all, like I said, it's all from experience. But, hmm. Should we probably talk about, like, um before we, like, end, hmm. like, oh, the real wax jobs, like, in the psychic circles? Because hmm. there definitely are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I, I have a hard time um, believing in some of the 
the concepts that floats around within the community of, of the spiritual community. Yeah. So I like to challenge that. So there's there's a thing of mm, yeah, there's lots of different things that we go into but we'll be here all night. Um but what's, yeah. your, what's your favourite one that you hate? Twin flames. Twin flames. It's this idea that it's your ultimate other half that exists. It's your other half. Like your literal soul's other half. So like like is that like a love thing? Well, a lot of people attribute it to love and that's where I find it get really toxic. So you find that people who claim people are their twin flame, they will stay in a toxic relationship because they believe this person is their twin flame. Like it's so unhealthy. Yeah. I think the concept is so unhealthy. I believe in soulmates, I like that idea, but to comprehend the idea of twin flames, no, I don't. That could get possessive. That That is a really, un, I think it's a really unhealthy, you know, um, healthy thing. Yeah. But that's my opinion. I don't, everyone else, like I'll have people come to me for readings and talk about twin flames and I will openly say, look, I don't believe that. I don't believe in that. But because you do, I will try my best to read for you in that way. Yeah. Because there is no judgment at all from the spirit. Spirit doesn't judge. I mean, I do, but spirit doesn't. I always judge. My favourites are the ones that, like, just, they use as, basically, a correction for all the problems they've created for themselves. Oh, absolutely. Like, those people, like, because you can tell, like, they're really, they're clinging on. You can see them clinging on. They're like, I'm trying to avoid. But see, that's what I was talking about, you know, challenging that idea and not using it as a crutch. Because I think a lot of people use spirituality as a crutch. And I think it's really important. Like, I mean, I get up every day and that's all I think about. I think about new rituals to make and all that. Like, it's it's my world. But I so also... Is this your full-time job? No, I work yeah. as a carer support work on the side. Oh, okay. So, and then I'm also, like, you know... Yeah. Carer by day, all up by night, you know. It's no, well, that, like, sounds cool. Like it sounds that, like yeah. a supernatural sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but... Yeah. Oh, well, everyone knows I'm a spook at work. So, I can't get... I can't hide it. People find out anyway. So, it all depends what they believe in to how they react to it. Most people are just okay with it. And you, I love meeting like-minded people and people that are open mm. with it. But being, you know, psychic, you know, I'm able to, you know, often share messages with people and help them and guide them, which is the mm. best thing ever. Being able to give people comfort and stuff. Mm. You know, like how I'm telling you that you need to trust yourself more. Like how nice <laughs> is that, you know, just to that, that stuff as well. No, I'm not going to do any more reading. I want to, but I'm not because I know you don't want me to. Oh, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the. Because I'm on the fence. Like yeah. I really feel, I feel something to do with maybe a relationship that that possibly didn't go well, and there's like this thought that there, like, if you know that there might be a potential for another relationship in the future, but there's like doubts about future relationships because of the past well, I think whenever you talk like whenever you're doing a reading I feel like something in my gut like you know when you feel I always got this you know when you feel like really nervous yeah and like you get that weird feeling in your stomach yeah. I always got that like whenever I'd go into a new shop or something yeah yeah I get that every time you start talking about something that you're reading off of me yeah is that because it's almost like is a, there truth to what I'm saying yeah 
But, so, but there's also it also feels like it's something that's coming out of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it I'm being like resp- you're being open, you're being vulnerable. That's what it is. Yeah. You allow you you by being vulnerable, you're allowing me. No, but I mean like energy-wise, it almost feels like something's like being read off of maybe me. your energy's speaking. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Like I said, everyone's experienced that, you know. But I do feel, in regards to like I was saying, I'm going back to that. There is potential for something good. You just have to move through. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So yeah, like I mean, it could be, but I think it's almost like that vulnerability. You, you're yeah. allowing your energy to interact with mine. Our force, the force, the waves. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Sparkle yum yums. I don't know. Sparkle yum yums. Yeah. Oh, can't Have you ever it. read uh, like? So when you started getting this gift when you were young, mm. so. Did you ever read stuff within your own house and like start reading perhaps your family members or you could pick No, up it's hard to read family members because you already know them. I mean, you can generally sense how they are. Like I can yeah. sense how Matt is. Every time he steps out, I can, you know, I sense things. But that's just, that's normal stuff. It's sort of being receptive to who they are. Uh, I don't think I've ever... I might say things, you know, like, are you okay? It's more sort of that receptive, empathic, just caring. Um... Yeah, nothing really, um, it's just, it was just sort of a general thing, you know, oh, Jake's feeling something, or someone's feeling something, you know, it's just normal conversation, really. That's what it is. Mm. That probably doesn't answer your question, but... Sort of, sort of, yeah. Did I read things in my house, like, did, did I sense things before they happened and all that sort of thing, is that what you mean? Or, like, could you feel, like, spirits and energies within your own house... Um, Could you do things like... Uh, I'm one of those type of people that get so comfortable in their own energy that once I'm used to it, if there was a spirit there, I wouldn't be bothered by it because I'm in my own energy, mm. if that makes sense. I would say... I know if something's foreign. Like, I, I know when there's a foreign energy present. I'm like, nah, that ain't my energy. Especially now that I've moved into my own house. Because in living in a house with multiple different energies, different people different. Whereas now that I live in my own house with my own energy, I know when there's foreign energies. Like when I go to mum and dad's house now, I can feel like the tension, the stress, you know, compared to, and then when I go home, I can feel my own energy. But like, you know, sometimes there might be that foreign, like I can feel something looming over me or, you know, like this, this, this spirit or whatever energy is trying to talk to me. I literally had a conversation with a spirit in my bathroom via tapping. So one of my mentors taught me about this thing. So you know when you hear like the house creak and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But if you can get an intelligent response from a tap, that means it's, well, that sort of debunks the idea that it's expansion. So I actually had a full conversation with a spirit via tapping on the wall in my bathroom. I felt this energy around me, I thought, and then I heard just a real weird taps, like more than unusual, and I had this full-on conversation just with the, like, yes, you know, no, you know, doing the taps like that. And then it never happened again. It was just a spirit coming in. 
and visiting. Some people would burn the house down and you'd just continue to... Yes, sort of like... <laughs> now, but I would probably burn the house down if I was like standing, standing in my mirror and I saw a big fucking devil thing standing behind yeah. me. That that I would yeah. freak, but... much it, just... You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've had things like that, you know. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's really sort of... I'm like, oh, cool, awesome. Because it's... When things like that happen, it's, it solidifies... What's happening? I'm having an intelligent conversation. Like, I would commune with it and it would do what I tell it to do. You know? So unless someone was standing on my roof from where the, the taps were coming from or they were hiding in my roof, which I hope to help. <laughs> That's one of my worst fears of having someone exist in my house without me knowing and just... Yeah, no, no thanks. Have you, like when they live in the walls? Like the movies where they see they live in the movies? In the walls? Yeah, people people have found, like, um, they've noticed food missing during the night, and they're a bit like, oh, I don't yeah. remember and that. They and then, then they found that people are, like, living in their rooms yeah. for years. Like that movie, The Boy, where, like, they, the family, there's this doll, and the, the lady asks to, like, look after it, and they, they treat it, she has to treat it like a real, but it's actually, they think the doll's haunted at first, but it's actually... A dem- like a mess- mental son that lives in the walls that actually moves the doll. Hmm. So that's quite creepy. As it gets darker and darker, the less likely I'm going to get to sleep with these conversations. It's alright. There's no... You wouldn't have any... I mean, like, I have been sensing spirits, but that's because we're talking, but I don't sense any sort of... No, this place is pretty chill. Yeah, I don't... I don't sense any sort of... Um, you could do with some, uh, maybe some wards, but that's about it. Mm. Yeah. You know, like charms or similar yeah. wards. The uh, well, I'll, get, I'll get something in here, I'll just like, I don't know. No, literally, you can get Caitlin to walk through reciting Bible verses and that would do the trick. Yeah, i tell you what I need. I need like, I'll just go there with blood and just paint the walls with like, with my blood, yeah. with like rune symbols and stuff. I just do that. That's how they used to do it. Yeah, I'll definitely feel protected. Sacrifice a, a goat to Odin? Or yeah. to Thor? If I was going to follow any religion, it'd be like a Viking religion oh, or yeah. some shit like that. Like, that'd probably... Like, if I was going to follow and believe in gods. I, I petition Zeus via offering. Yeah. And for, for good weather. Yeah. Didn't fail to um, come through, so... Yeah. Pretty good. I say that to Caitlin who to piss her off. I'm like, by the power of Zeus, I swear to God, this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time I talk to her, oh, I love it. Oh, oh we should have gotten Caitlin on it. I'd love to have a chat with her. It would have been pretty... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But see, that's what I mean. It's sort of... Um, yeah. But every, like, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, the, the book, the, the Bible itself, is essentially a book of spells. And stories. Mm. You can use the words in the Bible in what some would call spell work. And they do. Things like hoodoo um, and conjure, which was used a lot by the African Americans. It was all about survival. That's what hoodoo and conjure is. It's built on survival. you know. And they would use what was around them. So they'd use the Bible because that was what was prevalent. And they would use the Psalms and the verses for specific... But they wouldn't consider that witchcraft. It was more prayer. Yeah. You know? 
But again, well, it comes down to perception. If you go to certain churches within this town, they look like they're casting a fucking spell. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen people do this saying Joshua over and over again. It's definitely like a... Oh, that creeps me it out. It is very creepy. It gets what creepy. Oh, well, I don't want to say on here, because then I'm going to be like, I'm friends with them. <laughs> oh. I've been to a few, but like... Did he do, did he do? Yeah, there's a few. Sad. Like, I'll tell you later. Okay. I could probably just beep it out. Should I? Oh, well, it's a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, I was worried. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you could just type it on your phone and show me. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm just typing it on my phone. Where's my phone? Uncle. 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 Yeah, Uncle. B? Uncle yeah, B? Uncle B's church, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, sort of like an old school church. No, nah, it's, um, Pen- it's the one that you very... liked. What? Riverside? Yeah. River Edge. Yeah. Yeah, like they de- like the way they behave when they do certain stuff is definitely like a fucking seance. So am I your first witch ever? Have you ever met a witch or a warlock before? No, I've never done anything like do you want to this. Go to the psychic bed tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about it. Well, I'm I'm I feel honoured that I'm your first. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, I'm a mental, bunch of, don't worry about a lot me. of Yeah. You meet yeah, some that I'm yeah. like you're definitely a mental case. But you're an interesting one, Jay, because you're a weird, because you you're insightful to yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm like, I don't know, I just like, yeah. Yeah, because you meet a lot of old women. I'm like, you just had a bad relationship with your husband. You're just trying to cope, and now you just oh yeah, and now you just sit there. And you something. will find that some readers will project their past experiences onto other people, especially if they've had like an abusive domestic violence relationship. Yeah, they if someone comes to them for a love reading. They will literally spew that yeah. crap out. It's like you know, fucking men are their shit. They're yeah, things. exactly. There's a horrible man in your life. You're you're a gem. You belong yeah. here. Yeah. And so then you like then you have someone come <laughs> you have someone come and go. Oh my god, I just had the worst reading, and then I'll, you have to sort of repair that too as well. Yeah. So oh yeah, that's right. So what do you what do you consider yourself? What are you? What do you label yourself with, or do you label yourself at all? With with what with religion spirituality I see religion and spirituality as two different things but I don't know at the moment like I was like an atheist for a mm. long time yeah um, so nothing wrong with I that I believe if I can't measure it with a a uh, like scientific measure then it doesn't exist yeah um, do whatever makes you happy that's what I say but I sort of accept that there are things that happen that we can't explain mm-hmm. through like scientific measure mm-hmm. and that you have to sort of start looking at well what can explain it yeah. Um, yeah and so then that led me down the thing of well i agree that ghosts are 100 percent real because you've ex- you obviously experienced experience them yeah. everyone has experienced them if everyone's got this collective experience well you kind of can't just go science says it isn't real mm-hmm. too bad um you so then I'm like, well, if ghosts are real, and you start looking at religions talking about ghosts, well, then most likely most religions are real, mm. and then so you, that's kind of where I'm at as cool. to whether. No, I was just curious. Um, oh. Curious. Mm. I just see it as like everyone's just talking about the same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. They're just like. I actually felt quite offended when you said that. The church was similar to what I do. It kind of is, but it isn't. Yeah, like, essentially, they're trying to express the same thing. They've just got yeah. this different, like, way of doing it. And like, I get very offended very easily by the slightest of things, and I let people know. It's all because, <laughs> it's all because of our family, too. Like, we've got, like, 
like when my mum saw they're very Christian and like the way that they would like interpret their religion and then place it upon you as well and then treat you. But it's their coping mechanism from how you can see it is their coping mechanism. It's more, that's what it is. It's not sort of about empowering you. And that's the thing that I struggle with Christianity is that there is this focus on having to save people and to devote yourself entirely to one source and one being and all that. But where is the self-development? Where is the minding your own goddamn fucking business and living your own life instead of going out saving souls because you believe it's your mission and that God is speaking through you to do that? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I just think that's very toxic. I think that's unhealthy. I think if you practice your beliefs, you shouldn't push it on other people. You can discuss it. But don't do it in a way that you're... See, the way that I would have a conversation with a Christian, like, they would sit there, and I know because of the experience, they um, they would sit there and believe that they are entirely right. Whereas me, I'm on the, the, the precipice of thinking, well, maybe... My truth is my truth. It, it only... It, real for me, I don't claim the truth. I don't claim my beliefs to be the truth. Whereas they com- confess that there is the truth and it's the only way. And that's what I have trouble with because there is, if I believe if anyone claims to know the truth, they're a liar because we do not know the truth. Delusional. We have our own personal truths, but there is no one truth. There can be a collective agreed truth, but, you know, there is not one truth. And that would set any Christian off. Me saying that, it would set them off because... Religion, Christian, Jesus is the, what is it, the truth, the way, the, the light, yeah. you know. But it's so consumed, but that's the only thing I have a problem with is that sort of idea that, you know, mm. anything else is evil. But, like, you know, if a new religion's coming in, of course you've got to kick out the old, everyone else is wrong, of course. You know, and if Jesus, well, I actually believe Jesus was a person, but I don't believe it in the way that the Christians view it. You know, if we think of it the way the Christians do it. So, God sent down a boy through immaculate conception, which I think is absolute bullshit. You're allowed to have sex. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Again, demonising women. Uh, And again, I don't want this to be hate. This is just me expressing my opinions, and feel free to challenge it if you want to. But, you know, he's, he's sent down, that's meant to be almost God in form, to sacrifice himself to himself. Mm. How, like, egocentric is that? He sent God forms, he's God formed son, he is of God, Jesus is, is God in almost in human form, to be sacrificed, planned, apparently, to be sacrificed to God. Poor God. Do, do you yeah, know, yeah. Like, there's a lot of contradictions like that. Like, we're created from the image of God. So, we're basically a replication of God's image and also as Jesus. So, we had another replication of ourselves. But then again, see, be, yeah, sorry. Yeah, because, yeah, like, if he's the son of God, we're the son and daughters of God, too. Exactly. And so, so how, what, is he, how is he any better? And so, in his sacrifice, like, this is just another example of God himself wanting to kill himself, saying, hey, I did this for you guys. And, like, where you do? What is so that? that same like, story plays out through different stories yeah. and different beliefs. You know, they had the story of Prometheus, who was who stole the fire flame to give to humanity, 
knowing full well something would happen, he ended up being pinned up in a cave and had his um, was it pan- liver picked out every every morning by a vulture. It's the same idea of sacrifice. It's the same story. Even Zeus flooded humanity. The Great Flood. Similar mm. to Christianity. Before that, it was Babylonians, wasn't it? And before the Ethiopians and stuff. Like, oh. like the Babylonians had the exact same thing with Gilgamesh and all that. So, obviously, you can probably hear, like, a faint tone of, like, frustration in my voice. It's only because I've been disappointed and let down by people that claim to be Christians. And I claim that any... Most Christians are hypocrites. They claim to confess love, but they do it in a way that's unrealistic because... If they claim to love you, they only do it in a way because they believe your belief is false and theirs is right. So how is that love? That's false love to me. Sorry. Yeah. That's just my... Have you heard about this story about Jesus actually came from like Tibet? Like he was like hiking from the mountains and came down? Well, I have a a friend who practices the Vedic, you know, yogi Vedic tradition. And apparently in these ancient texts, there's actually someone that fits this description of Jesus that went and learnt the ways of the yogis. So after he was crucified, he didn't actually die, but he actually snuck away and travelled east or something like that. Hmm. And then I've also heard another one that Jesus was actually like, and his miracles were just like different, like magicians that performed different rites, and the miracles were feats of magic. That's another one that I've heard. Yeah. Well, what was that thing that was in the last podcast? Like, history is, like, somewhat false. Yeah, history is written by the winners. Yeah. Always. Not by the losers. It's... Yeah. And if someone's speaking the truth, let's get rid of them. Because they're not fitting with our, our beliefs and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> is it really is it really safe to have another Christian in the room while we're talking? Oh no, actually, no, no, it's healthy. Well, it's it healthy. depends how you approach it. If you it's approach it like that with Caitlin, it'd probably be a bit aggressive. Yeah, I'd imagine a fish. But I'm I'm expressing my, my <laughs> I'm I'm expressing <laughs> I'm I'm expressing my my views and letting you know that I've been let down. Yeah. And you know, I think in some way that I do have a valid point. Yeah. Well, not every Christian is the same. Yeah, exactly. But most of them. There's a key theme. Yes. Yeah. But not all of them are the same. I've definitely met some very nice Christians who have very nice belief systems and I've met some very deluded Christians who are very deluded in their religion. Mm. Um, Religion I think it's, yeah. yeah. I think Christianity evolves as well. Like, looking at the difference between what... So, like, one side of my family is very... Like, my mum's side is very Christian, very old school. Yeah. Um, like, Anglican church type. You go to church and it's absolutely boring and you can't pay attention to what's going on and that kind of thing. And so we went to a different church. We went to River Edge, obviously, because it's very, it's very young. It's very, uh, like, full of energy and, you know. Hip for That's Jesus. A, yeah, hip for Jesus, which is, you know, when you're young is, is a lot more... Don't deny it, man, it's the truth. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's a lot more interesting, but I noticed growing up that the message that they would preach versus, like, the very stereotypical, when you talk to, like, someone who's from River Edge talking about how Jesus applies in their life, which is a bit more progressive, but then talking to someone who's that old school, you know, anti 
gay, very traditional, very... Um, I think it's an evolving... Um, yeah, well, I, I actually... Think have, an, I think yeah. it's an evolving interpretation, and I think a lot of those hateful stuff that comes out of religions, I think, is more of a reflection of people's worldviews as well as perhaps the governments who wrote... Because the books, like, the Bible was written by the government. Like, it was approved by the king, and then there's, you know, the king's version of... Like, was it King James or whatever? His version of the Bible, hmm. which is... He basically created the Anglican Church. King so Edward VIII. Get, yeah, um, so he could divorce his wives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and and what they want is acceptable. Yeah. So that gets put into the Bible as, you know... Well, in. See, even in the Bible, they have, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, but apparently it was... Well, I think it was Thou shalt not suffer a pharmacay to live, which is someone that would work with herbs and stuff, which or a poisoner. You know, Thou shalt not suffer a poisoner to live. So, But most witches use herbs, so that was sort of directed. At, well, witch, it's a very powerful word, so... If you can use that, you know. Mm, but it has. It has been chopped and changed. And, yeah, I think it'll continue to evolve as well. Like the understanding of... Um, to me, like, God is a concept. Mm. More than... Like, I align as, like, an all-being God as more of, like, a interdimensional, all-knowing energy mm. Rather than like a, what this one person that watches you at all times of the day, like no God has time for that bullshit. Yeah. You know God's not gonna care that you liked going out and partying a little bit too much in your twenties, or that you were a shitty husband but you you know saved a lot of people through your work or something like that. God's not gonna care about that. Yeah. God's not gonna care that you know um, you I don't know whatever. Yeah. Whether whether it was, you know, you're going to hell because you're gay or whether you're going to hell because of this or that. I don't think God cares about any of that. I think it's more of like a totality, so like a, a looking at all of who you are rather than like one sin sends you to hell. Yeah. And I um, think too when it comes to sins as well, I think we can really use it, you know, like people take it literally and it's like head down like you shouldn't do these things. But I think everything sort of happens in moderation and if we sin in moderation we're just living our own lives i think it's been part of being human yeah exactly i think um if you believe in the idea of god loves you unconditionally and god made you in his image while he made us flawed it's about choosing to do as much of the right thing as we can rather than focusing on every little wrong thing that we did along the way yeah absolutely mm. interesting but i think it gets used like a very, I don't know what the word is, very like authoritarian way, I guess, to be like, if you do this one thing, you'll go to hell instantly, so that it controls people, yeah, and controls the society that... Control as well. Um, let's tell them if they worship any god besides mine, that you're going to die in a fiery pit of hell, and let's actually like, mentally and physically abuse them to a point where they... Submit, mm. yeah, yeah, because that's what it kind of is. It's kind of like mental abuse and you know psychological abuse too. Yeah, mm. and it's fear mm. as well. Fear, hunger, yeah. And fear keeps everyone in line. It's the easiest way of making people yeah. do what you say. Mm. It's to make them terrified of you. Hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. 
You've been very quiet, mate. I'm just letting you guys talk. I have nothing to add. No. <laughs> yeah, we could probably find these topics. Yeah. Well, even, like, I just sort of, like, once I start going, like, I can't stop. And that's what I mean. Like, it's just one word vomit. It just keeps yeah. coming out. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I will start like I go into a tangent because I've, as my family Good. know, I have an issue. No, I have an issue with the Christian religion as well. So yeah. it's sort of like you flip a switch and it's like, right here you we go, and then the family goes, oh, Jack's going two, again, you know. You so. see two objects that are like that, and you're just like, well, <laughs> the corner of like, <laughs> like it's a fucking cross. Like, it's everywhere. Oh no, it's, it's, it's not it's to the point where someone goes, I'm a Christian, and I go. Okay, I don't want to be friends with you. Like, yeah. literally, like, yeah. it's, like, that bad. So, I mean, I'm open to it, but it's generally, I have this, like, trauma, I guess, from it. You know, like, like I said, I used to be, like, love watching witch movies. <laughs> I watched, asked my nana why a witch turned off the lights while she was doing the ritual. The movie was Bed Knobbers and Broomsticks, right? She said, oh, they're the servants of Satan. They, you know, they work in the dark. That's why they work in the dark, because they're servants of the devil. Turn that off and put that away, you know? Like, it's just sort of like... Yeah. Oh, well, I did ask her a question, so she did say it. Maybe I was curious. How many Christian monks do you think worked in the dark? Nearly all of them. Yeah. They worked in dark temples. Oh, uh, they've got to, got to give them... Like, seriously. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no, I think it can get a bit deadly, so that's why I'm just forewarning myself that I... Just be careful what I'm saying because I'm being recorded too. Yeah, and they might listen. We actually have viewers in Belgium. Yeah. Uh, so what? We have a viewer in Belgium. <laughs> he's probably got a VPN. He's probably Australian. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So um. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's interesting how you're both spiritual but in a different way. Yeah, that's something that Chrissy like, would point out. Like Matt's very. He, his spirit is very like his spirituality is very physical yeah. I find like Matt's always about you know lifting weights martial arts that kind of thing growing up and in itself like I could go on forever about how martial arts is an expression of spirituality mm-hmm. in terms of it's a mastery of like well I think at its core really it comes from that doesn't it yeah it's a it's a mastery of improving yourself physically and mentally and your well-being and that yeah. kind of thing. Well, they often say the true goal of a magician is to find control within rather than without. Because to manipulate outside themselves shows a lack of control, you know, within. So that's what the true magician seeks to do is find that harmony within themselves and that control. Because if they can control what's inside, they can control what's outside of them and how, you know, they react and all that sort of thing. That's kind of interesting, you know, with karate, you know, it's that discipline, structure, you know. Yeah. And by doing that, you can harness yourself and know yourself. Yeah. And I guess, you know, in each way, people try to do that. Like, a, you know, yeah. I think it's fantastic. I've definitely, like, because I've been doing it since I was like, well, Dad started with it. Dad started me into it. Yeah. All that stuff, and then eventually evolved. Because, yeah, you were really into, like, you know, the, the especially with, like, Naruto and stuff like that, yeah. really. I was obsessed with Japanese Bushido yeah. and stuff like that. Like, there was a time when I was a kid, I was just obsessed with it. Like, I really wanted to be a samurai, like, ninja, fucking whatever. And well, I think you could be a samurai in society. Yeah. Like, as in, like, um, embody the principles and philosophy of a samurai in modern day, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think it's harder, you can't, you know, go around with a sword and... Yeah. 
stuff in, in society anymore, but you can embody the same principles in everyday yeah. life. Yeah, which like, which is something like, you know, it's not like talking about philosophies and stuff. I'd, like, there's one quote that I really like from um, Epicurus, I think it is, where he says, like, you um, never discuss your philosophies, just embody it. So, like, that is something that, like, I want to achieve, is actually not have to explain myself, I just embody who I am, which is what I was really trying to do. And that, I think that's what everyone should do. Yeah. I reckon, you know, if you can embody yourself, and I think once you feel truly content within yourself and you embody your belief without that need to feel validated, I yeah. think you've reached a point yeah. where you're actually, yeah. Yeah, because um, I guess in the context, like, uh, it does sounds corny, but like my spirituality, I'm essentially a, a warrior in modern times because like I've done martial arts, I've learned how to do these and I'm working my way through like trying to um, achieve something of self-control and discipline through and like and actually try to self-actualize myself through that, um, which is really a principle of like the knights um, through like Bushido. And it's, like it sounds corny as shit, but like that's probably something you can like do an analogy towards if that makes sense or that like, corny as fuck. Huh? Is that yeah. cool? Yeah. No, not really. Yeah. Well, that's probably, yeah, that's probably, yeah, as you're saying. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's your belief. Yeah, because I don't really believe, I don't really believe it. I just do what I do. Yeah. Like, I don't believe anything. I think for people to understand that they need to have a label. Yeah. And see, the reason that I, I did call myself a, a warlock, I mean, that doesn't represent all of me, but it's one aspect of yeah. me. And people need something to label so that they can focus on it. Because if I'm all over the place saying this, 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 people need, I think it's, I think people like having something to, obviously no one can put me in a box, but... I think people like to have that, you know, and even with, you know, the, the idea of a warrior and stuff that, mm. you know, that label helps you to focus on, kind of describe what you're going for. And it, yeah, it allows people to understand you. Yeah. Like well. you're a doctor, like, oh, okay, they're a doctor, they know this, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They're not just a doctor, they can be a husband, they can be, you know. So what would you label your spirituality then? Sorry? What would you label your spirituality then? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, you were saying before that you, you know, you can kind of consider yourself an atheist, but not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, me and Matt have talked about practicing like Shinto as well, yeah. and believing in Shinto as like a base level of spirituality in terms of like Being there's no there's no inbuilt right and wrong um people are fundamentally good um and we should all try to seek to live in harmony with one another and nature and be good people and um that kind of thing but above that i'm not 100 percent sure mm. like i 100 percent believe that there's a place after this i'm pretty sure like i think that there is even if that's just to go outward just whoosh and then we go into another dimension and you know there's that next dimension and we just join the energy that is you know everything and all around us yeah um i i think that there's definitely like you know spirits and that kind of stuff around us and um i don't know outside of 
things like, you know, I believe in what goes around comes around and that kind of basic karma mm. sort of stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to put a label on it just yeah. yet. Don't necessarily have to either. Yeah. The, yeah, it doesn't have to be labels. But yeah, what, what I was talking about, you know, to label something gives people that, that structure mm. to understand. But you don't, yeah, you don't have to. Don't have to label it. You can just be you, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Mm. So you said you were a Reiki practitioner. Practitioner, yeah. So, yeah. so me and Matt have talked about Reiki in the past, and he describes it as um, healing with your hands. But he, Matt, doesn't 100%. He he said that there's some. Um, it's like a Japanese healing thing where you use like energy through your hands to mm-hmm. heal. It's basically a, a system of energy healing that was developed, well, founded in Japan by Master Yushi. Mm. So what sort of things can you heal? Like physical? Or so it's more cancer? so, the idea is that, <laughs> um, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> Matt, said, yeah. Matt said cancer. <laughs> Gosh, no, I'd never claim to be able to do that. So Reiki is a system of energy healing that helps your body to heal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Helping your own, helping to introduce the universal flow into your body to help stimulate the healing process. Yeah, you have to experience it to understand it. Like, I mean, some people find it beneficial um, mm-hmm. in terms of mentally and physically. Um, some people claim to, you know, you can't, obviously can't claim to cure things, but can help to reduce the effect of pain and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really good for that. Just an overall well-being. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get the chicken heads out and sacrifice them and wash ourselves in the blood. We could do that. But what would that fix? Nothing. <laughs> we don't actually do that. <laughs> I have something to eat. Huh? I have something to eat. I'm not Imagine the population control of everyone did human sacrifices. We'd have no issues. Oh, God. I that, that's always scared me, the idea. But even then, people thought human sacrifice was an honour to do that. Yeah, people volunteer. To be like, but I reckon there would have been a psychopath priest that would have just loved a reason to just kill people. Do you know, there's actually a hypothesis why psychopaths exist. It's actually because, like, in like like those sort of times, it's very violent. You need yeah. somebody who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. You need somebody who can kill somebody and don't care. Yeah. Like, psychopaths are very valuable in those sort of environments. That's why you'd have your berserkers, you'd have, like, fucking savage, like, the Scots, like, savage warriors, like, that are known for, like, not giving a fuck. They're yeah. psychopaths. Like, there's a value to a psychopath in that sort of term. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you talk about that um, in war, about, sort of, the best soldier in war and that they're very set on, you know, they're going to kill anyone that's on the other team. Yeah. Um, probably makes them a bad person in a way, mm. but it makes them a very, very good asset. Yeah. To be able to, you know... Makes them a good soldier. Yeah. Sacrifice actually means to make sacred. An altar means place of sacrifice. Mm. So you go to an altar to make sacred. Mm. So yeah, sacrifice doesn't necessarily have to be blood be anything and we all have to make sacrifices in our lives in order for things to to change so yeah so sacrifices yeah doesn't always have to be 
Sorry, I probably just went on a tangent little oh, okay. fly there. But yeah. yeah. What else you wanna know, Chris? Hmm. Do you believe that there have been powerful witches that have influenced human events? And do you think that these people like there are hidden societies where you would end up with like witches and warlocks and stuff do you gathering. Quiet chance as well. No, I'm no, good. I'm good. good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna go get something to eat after I'm okay, cool. Anyway, keep going. Um, um, I like you think well, like, that's yeah. a that's a hard that's a hard topic. I think I don't think I think oh I don't know I don't know maybe maybe um. I believe collectively, if people um, have an intention, they can affect things. Like if there's enough people with the intention, I think the per- if it was done by one person, they'd have to be pretty powerful to yeah, be no, able to influence. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. Is they're like perhaps hidden, like secret societies that are going around now, using like rituals and spells and perhaps that kind of stuff. Don't know. To I can't confirm. I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Maybe. I know, like if, like, um, you know, we're talking about the Golden Dawn in regards to the tarot, yeah. like if yeah. there were societies like that, there's bound to be other societies or cults or covens and, you know, to, to utilise those, those abilities and powers in whatever way they see fit. Hmm. Hmm. So it's possible. Hmm. So yeah, no, I was just sort of like, yeah, no, I don't know. But yeah, if, if things like that exist, then of course there's probably people maybe attempting to do that. Possibly. Open to process. Hmm. Yeah. We could also do a we could also do a seance as well, that's what we could do in, in the we can also do seance as well as goat hunting as well. Open to seance. Yeah, that's not doing my house. But, like, I'll close the doors and everything. Yeah. What's the sounds? It's basically calling spirits to communicate. Oh, I'll do all that. We anyway. could do that. We could do that. <laughs> Can we do that? Like, uh, is it outside or indoors the best place to do sounds? Indoors, probably. I'm sorry, Matt, but we're going to have to sacrifice. We're going to sacrifice my house. Fuck. What if I got us a tent? That's right. No, the tent is a rental. I can get rid of it pretty easy. There's a lot of... Yeah, a lot of fear associated with seances and communicating with spirits as well. But what, you know, it's no different to me sitting here and communing with... But it depends how you do it. Like, if you go, hello, anyone here, you want to come and talk? You know, then you'll get Joe Blow from the other side of the dimension coming over and... There was so many... Light and devil on the, on, the, on the board or even just, yeah... Yeah, there's like that, um, the warnings that people get about Ouija boards and stuff like that. Well, do you know, it, are they only... Though they were very popular back in the 60s and 70s, I think, don't correct me back then. It was a French thing, wasn't it? Huh? It was a French thing, wasn't it? Yeah, well, um, I've read it, but basically they were very popular. They were, they were sort of like a parlor game, you know, like a toy. Uh, and they only became negative after, I think it was The Exorcist, where in that movie they actually use a board. Hmm. And that's how she becomes possessed by a demon. And it was only then that the stigma started to um, develop from that. And see, the way you work with spiritual things, the board is just a board. 
It's the people who are the conduit. So if you can imagine a group of people coming in, they're already scared. They've all got these preconceptions of what might happen. What do you think is going to happen if they tap into it? Of course they're going to have something negative coming. Or it could be their subconscious as well. The spirit boards that can, because you're touching it, it can be your subconscious. Or it could be spirit, but, you know, usually the negative experiences come from someone that's abusing it and think it's funny and don't respect it. Compared to people that are actually respecting it, know what they're doing. Not that I complain, com, uh, claim to be an expert, <laughs> but yeah, mm. yeah. But it's only yeah, apparently only when the exorcists come out that um, it became an issue. It became this stigma that they were evil and mm. Mm. yeah, good old Catholic Church. Eh? I reckon they had a bit of a play on that one too. Do you know there are still people who believe in elves? There's like, in Iceland, they believe in elves and goblins. Even in Ireland, they still do. Yeah, and fairies and fays. Apparently, there was this tree that they were trying to build, like a sacred tree, mm. and they were going to build, cut it down and build a road through it. People, they, basically, they ended up stopping work and built a road around it because anyone that attempted to, they had like, people die. You know, accidents happen. Mm. Like the, the curse of the... um. Like the pharaohs and stuff. Yeah, from the tombs. Yeah, people who open the tombs and then they end up dying. I haven't heard any, um, is there any, like, stories about people actually dying from opening the tombs? Yeah, like the one with Tutankhamun, that, like, a bunch of people die. Mm. Um, it's probably just disease from the tombs. Well, like, weird ones, like, you know, 40-year-olds having heart attacks who are in perfect health. Yeah. Which can happen, but it's just weird stuff like that. Yeah, weird. Or great misfortune, you know, all of a sudden they have, you know, multiple, they're, you know, really successful and then all of a sudden Mm. ended up a failure. Well, Nicolas Cage actually is a big believer in the supernatural and he actually... Of course, uh, Nicolas Cage is. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I heard that he, in New Orleans, he actually, well, this is someone's, he has like, he had, a psychic told him, because I think he had this, something happened, he had a curse happen, happen. put on him apparently and he had to build this like this monument to like avert the curse apparently and so he spent a lot of his money on doing this so you know to build this this curse reversing thing I don't know if it, it worked or anything but yeah no he believed that well, that it was cursed and mm. because of something that was happening so like um The Church of Scientology. What's the guy who's... Big Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. John Travolta, Tom Cruise. The... What do you reckon about the old Church of... I think that's a cult, similar to the Jehovah's Witness. There's a show... Yeah, all the Mormons. Yeah, it's all the cult, as far as I'm concerned. Someone's just making money off of... Yeah, and emotionally manipulating intimidation. And it's a cult. But they can be good cults, but there's also there's just a negative thing. Like they had like, yeah, in old days they used to call like the cult of Isis, like the goddess Isis, or the cult of Hathor. You know, it's kind of a positive thing. But now we consider cults to be these, you know, messed up things, which they usually are. Mm. Imagine mm. a cult doing good things. That'd be mm. like such a weird. This thing is to our say. cult. We do good things. Yeah. We help people. Yeah. So what do you think of people? seemingly engaging in spiritual acts or like negative spiritual acts 
but like for jokes. So for example, I know of this girl and her friends, they call their friendship group the cult mm. and they get like, they're not spiritual at all and they like carve like, like they um, get blood and put like pentagrams on them and write like 666 on themselves and like have animal heads and all this crazy stuff and they party with but they're not spiritual at all it's almost but like a fun party game they know it they know what they're doing as as much as they claim not to they know what they do they have a power in it they found a power in it their sphere in it they know that they have mm. some sort of power in that they draw social attention absolutely you know they people you know it can be attention it can be power or fear you know I don't give a shit just as long as you're not hurting anybody yeah or if you like if someone if like they threaten my brother I would be, I would be having none of it yeah you know if they threaten some sort of you know I'd be like nah and my brother knows that I would I've got a witch on my side mm. always <laughs> that's not fair you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like as long as you're not hurting anyone or mm. you know I mean, like, it's so funny because a lot of people that are into, like, death metal bands and stuff, right? Yeah, but when it comes to the actual real stuff, they shit themselves. Like, they'll be, like, full on, like, fucking masks and blood and holding up goat skulls and, you know, the masters of filth or whatever bullshit they, they talk about. But when it comes to the actual stuff, they have no idea. And I think that's stupid. Like... Even people that walk around with symbols on their jackets that they don't even know what they mean. You know what I mean? Because it's cool. I can't wear anything that I don't understand. I I would never... Everything that I wear in terms of symbolism, I know what it means. I'm not wearing something that I don't know what it means. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you see a lot of people now who've adopted a lot of the, um, the Norse religion. Yeah. They've got them all tattooed on them. They don't know what they, they mean. Yeah. They have them on them. We'll see too, like, um, a lot of, like, the, I call them the heavy metal heads, like, a lot of them are into Norse, Norse paganism, but then they also love a lot of the, like, Luciferianism, so you'll have, like, the mixture of, like, the Norse, and then they'll have, like, the sigil of Lucifer and all that sort of thing, which is, I've got nothing, no, nothing wrong, but as long as they know what it is, you know, that's what I mean, I just, I, I giggle at these people that I can't, I can't understand... Um, I can understand why they listen to the music because they have so, that's how they deal with internalized stuff. Because I think you have to be in a really dark place to to enjoy that. Mm. But that's my own again, my own opinion. I enjoy heavy metal. Yeah, I'm not a dark place when I do. I don't mind now with death metal. Yeah, like the screamo and stuff like that. Oh, it depends on the type of screamo. Like real, like I like grunge. Fucking... Like really, like you know, I mean, I'm on a mark, you know. Them. No, I love them. They're pretty good. All I'm saying is, I just think most people that are really into it, yeah, there's obviously something going on there yeah. on a mental level. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, as, to answer your question, as long as they're not hurting anybody, and they're not bothering me, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> or anyone that I love and you know protect. So yeah, because I get very protective. Mm. We're going to have to do a seance, mate. We're going to have to do a seance. And we're going to have to record it. <laughs> the camera's going to go all fuzzy. Shh, shh. Mm. Mm. Have you done one before? 
Yeah, but not. It's sort of like I'm trying it because we use this, this spirit board, but it's sort of like trying to develop it, get it to work, and so we might have to have it. We'll bring the board out. Might have to come around to my place. Yeah, into my my room. I have a room that I have my readings and stuff in, but we've also done the seance in there as well. But yeah. Do you remember that time when we had the Tibetan monks come around to Mordura? Mm. Yeah. When did you spend time with them? Did you um have a, did you have any conversations with them at all? No, I didn't, but I had an experience with them. Yeah. So I was asked to gift um something to them, uh, and I was standing next to them while they were blessing everything that we'd bought from their shop. Yeah. And I couldn't stop. I had these shakes. It wasn't like bad shakes, but it was kind of like you know when you're cold, but you also you know that excited shakes. Yeah. They took a group picture of us and it was developed like a few weeks later and there's this like shot, there's like this spirit standing behind me and then it moves and then it stands in the group picture with all of us. Mm. So like I was feeling that spirit, it actually was standing with me and then it moved. I always remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you definitely feel you definitely do feel something when you're with people who are that sort of like yeah, their their life is spirituality. Yeah, like you, you feel it in their aura. Yeah, their like when I like had my prayer wheel and stuff like that, and like they tell you like their purpose and and like what it means and like and then they use it and you hear them doing their chants and like their mantras and stuff like in their in their language and then their throat singing and Sanskrit. Yeah, yeah. you can definitely feel it. Absolutely. Alright, it's been two and a half hours, I think. Are you got another list of questions or use answering text? Do it. No, I'm just telling my mate, I've been playing video games tonight. No, okay. It's getting too intense. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So that was like. Yeah. I mean, we can always do another one, and I can. We can focus specifically on a topic and go from there if that helps yeah well yeah we didn't pick a topic this time we can do a part two a part two yeah but like well we could probably do it no not tomorrow we'd probably be exhausted tomorrow I'd probably be buggered um yeah I'll be at the show tomorrow night getting yeah next week sometime drunk we've got a lot of podcasts we do and that's good I'm happy because like we have a lot of yeah Potential yeah. guests. Yeah, a lot of stuff too. And I'll work on the studio tomorrow, I think, a bit. And it's looking good. It's going to be good. I'm really excited about that. Where's working the studio? In the shed. Oh. You'll like it. Um, yeah. I just got to gotta make sure it's cool because it's going to be hot. Yeah, you got to get an aircon in there during yeah. the summer. Just like a we small one. Die. Yeah. We will die, Matt. It will be fucking stinky in there. We will die. And then I'll have to communicate with your spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we'll all be pissed off at Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking Matt. I'm feeling I'm <laughs> Matt, Matt some irritation. <laughs> Matt would have gone on to, like, the next realm. Yeah. Matt would have just reached, like... It all like, is we'll, like... We'll be, like, beyond, like, fucking Matt. <laughs> like, you guys, they'll be like, I'm sensing a big group of angst over this side, and I'm Matt's over this side. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> and there's this grin on his face. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's in transmission. 
dodgy electrical work out in the yeah. shed that we all die. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I always try and imagine what I'd do if I, if, you know, if I was a ghost, what I'd do. I'd probably haunt people for sure. I'd be one of those people that would probably like, like to move things and just for shits and giggles. I'd just go walk about. I'd just walk everywhere if I was a ghost. Or whatever they do, flight walk. Get on a plane. Yeah, just, 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 just do everything I did. <laughs> Time to go. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. That'd yeah, be the cool. idea to fly and experience. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Like spirit flight. That's something yeah. we can talk about. Spirit I'm flight. Not that I've done spirit flight effectively, but... I what think is spirit flight? Spirit flight is basically essentially taking your soul and you fly with your soul. That'd be pretty cool. Or astral projection. Astral projection. Yeah. I told Matt to watch Insidious. Um, that that is the most weirdest concept of the afterlife, but it's yeah. cool though. I like Insidious it. is a terrifying movie. Yeah. That movie, yeah. I yeah. once finished watching it. You know how there's this whole thing with opening doors and closing doors and all that sort of thing? You know, in the movie anyway. I must I'd finished. Matt must have heard me. had my door shut. I'd just finished watching one of the Insidious movies. I walk up the door and he's just standing there smiling at me. Hmm. Mm. He does that. He does. Matt does. It's that smile too. If it's yeah, it's just that. Yeah. That, he's, that he knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah those knew. movies are... You should watch them sometime. Yeah. 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 Maybe not now, but yeah. I was terrified. Maybe, maybe you should watch them now and then we could all like hang out. And then you and I can have an anime marathon because we won't sleep. Yeah. That's not option. Yeah. Paranormal Activity. Have you seen that one? Paranormal Activity was the first ever, so my dad's a horror fan, but he doesn't like the ghost ones because he thinks they're full of bullshit. He likes the, like, true crime, like Saw. Not, oh, not yeah. that Saw's true crime, but, like, when it's a person doing the crime. I'm a found footage fan, so that usually involves a lot of ghosts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think the 80s was a good time for horror, in my opinion. If you ever get, have you seen Hellraiser? No. Please, if you ever, if you don't mind a bit of gore, like I don't like gore for the sake of gore, but I think Hellraiser personally is a masterpiece. I yeah. think, because I think it's so clever. I mean, it makes me uncomfortable in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, Paranormal Activity was like the first ever scary movie that I watched. And I watched it on an iPod, like an old iPod touch when they're like this big on a tiny yeah. screen. And I was like shaking and terrified for like a day or two I had two whole weeks where I was petrified I watched it in a cinema with yeah. loud music and apparently they use subliminal subliminal music tones and sounds to create fear and the whole time so everything you know when a door slams mm. it was ten times louder oh I, I couldn't just remember but now I own all of them I love them mm. Yeah, they're, they're a, um, they got worse this time. Oh, they watch, did, absolutely. Like, and the like latest the first one, one, oh my God. The first one was terrifying to watch because it was, it was very realistic. It wasn't like they were like going into, what was the one where they're like going into like a portal and all this crazy stuff? That was the last one, I think. Um, the, last, the number. Could be extreme. The first one was Dimension. Like, the first one was like nothing was happening and they were just recording and then some weird stuff would happen like a door would open and mm. um, you know then they'd hear something go bump in the night and 
Yeah. Yeah. My favourite one's the Marked ones. So that's kind of like a spin-off from... It's like outside of the main story. Mm. I like That's my favourite one. I don't remember which one that one was. It's a lot. It's like they're like um, Latino guys. And oh, I think I remember. The witch like lives under... There's like a witch, a bruja that lives under the... Under them, mm. something like that. Yeah, that no, was really cool. But yeah, no. If you ever want to talk movies, love movies, open to discussion. Is that it, a movie? What? Open to discussion. That's no, okay. I'm open. No, oh, no, okay. Okay. Yeah. Over so like yeah. Blair Witch Project, okay. masterpiece. I think oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Just the ability to be able to scare people and create a whole storyline, made people think <laughs> that this was real. That's awesome. Mm. That's awesome. I think that's so good. Do you know what I had, like, I was horrified of after watching was It, even though it's, like, that's not realistic, but, like... Which one? Yeah. The, the new one? The or new, new one, because uh, I could not look into a fucking gutter yeah. for such a long time, because I was like... Well, it was when I was doing my newspaper deliveries. I was like, fuck no, because I'm yeah. walking around doing it, because I had to walk the route. I just want to punch it. Same with Chucky. Chucky yeah. don't scare me. Yeah. Punch it. Punch, punch I, him. Kick yeah. him. Kick him. Yeah. Chucky, Chucky would be the easiest one to stop. Oh, yeah. Sinister. I think it's Sinister. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's one. the one with, the, it's in the video. It's in the film. Yeah, it's about a uh, bugle or something. Like an evil, is it an evil pagan spirit? I think so. That goes around preying on the fear of um, people and then it takes the children... Because it gives it some sort of like vitality or something like that. Yeah. I forget exactly what it is, but that's that was the scariest film supposedly growing up. That was like the one that no one wanted to watch. Um, Conjuring. That was yeah. There are. I think when they had the second Conjuring and they had the nun in it, that one. Have you seen the second Conjuring? I've seen them all. So, you know the nun thing? Yeah. So, in in the second one, when it was first appearing, right, that was more creepy then. But when you go and watch the, the nun, the actual yeah, the movie, nun, so. it, wasn't as, it wasn't as scary. Yeah. In that, it was far more creepy. That scared me. Like, this 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 thing, you know? Yeah. Um, what generally makes something scary is when you can't actually see it that often. Yeah, and it just comes up every now and again. And I yeah. think that's why paranormal activity spooked me that much is because you can't see it and your mind can... Like, if you sat there and, and tried like to... Real, yeah. If you envision, like, just a, a creepy old naked man or something, it wouldn't be as scary, would it? Yeah. If that's, that's what you envisioned. Yeah. That's like, why Jaws was a masterpiece, because you didn't see the shark until right at the end. Yeah. It's about building suspense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. see, even with, like, the Blair Witch Project, you don't actually see a witch... You don't see anything. You only hear things. You know. Then the camera going black at the end. Yeah. Just that and the guy standing in a corner. Like there's this unknown force that, mm. you know, could be... But yeah, now there's a lot of different, like, I think half of my movie collection is all horror and ghosts and witches and <laughs> vampires and werewolves. That's most of what I watch. And anime. Don't forget anime. Just throw some anime in there. Yeah. Mm. All of Matt's is anime. Oh yeah, well, as you can see through my entire collection on the wall there. 
there's some actually they're in the troll. I actually got rid of all my anime collection. I had like a huge collection of Naruto. You could have given it to me. I could have watched it. Could have got rid of that. I recently, I think I recently bought the third collection of Bleach, and after a while you can't like you get into it, but then after a while you sort of get really bored because it's one of those ones that just sort of it's kind of like One Piece. Yeah, they restarted it, and like it sounds like it's getting fucking good near the end. Like they everyone's getting like you're seeing everyone's bunkai and stuff. It's getting real weave. I don't even yeah. I'd love I'd I'd probably love to be in I love that realm. Have you seen Bleach? No. Oh. I have watched one whole anime. Fifteen no, Demon's Life. Oh that's a that's and a then one. I'm okay. starting to watch Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. See I couldn't even I don't think I watched I remember the first time I saw Naruto it was from a, a magazine and there was a, a a CD with like all these new things on it and that was one of the episodes on it. I don't think Naruto didn't doesn't really interest me. Um, but yeah, I've, there's one called Ghost Hunt and it's all based on like ghost hunters. It's so good. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, I've liked to watch it. And then there's one called Witch Hunter Robin, which was made in like 2005, and I've watched it like four or five times full season there'll never be another season but and it's old crappy anime but I love it so much I love the concept of it what was the one you were just talking about Bleach yeah no. Bleach yeah what's that about so it's about um. so it's a spirit it's like a, it's so it's based in like modern Japan there's a young boy he has this Ichigo weird, Ichigo which means strawberry, strawberry. Um, but he has orange hair yeah oh. and he has this weird I can't remember the exact details but he ends up having this connection with the spirit world and like there's sea guys he's yeah. one of those people that can see spirits and there's this thing called hollows which are like spirits with like their so- I can't remember the exact details it's been a long time since I watched it where like they have their core taken out they become like these monstrous spirits and then there's this society called the soul society which are like a bunch of like spirit samurais who deal with these um, hollows and protect the spirit world so they, they, these guys are like the guardian between the reality and the spiritual because these hollows can interfere with the real world. So like, oh, okay. yeah. So the, it gets, but then it gets down to like this whole war of like how Ichigo can see, what's the go with his family, who's his dad, who's his mum, all these other characters. I haven't like, got that far, so yeah, like because all these other characters used to be living people, they died, they became spirits, and now they're part of the soul society, and they've got all these abilities, they're powerful, like, and they all people. have like these gigantic swords that like yeah called thumb up toes yeah and each soul reaper has a different thumb up toe with different abilities mm. and yeah. like Ichigo becomes a uh, what do they call him a substitute soul reaper because he can he encounters um, Rukia who's a soul uh, soul reaper fighting this um, hollow she gets attacked, so he wants to defend, so she can see his spiritual pressure, his energy. So she basically gives her he gives him her power to become a soul reaper. And so when she gives him his power, uh, her his power, he, he like he like he has a like a massive sword, which is like that shouldn't happen. You know, he's got all these abilities that are like. How have you got all this power when you're only a human? Like, you know, so there's something yeah. there. So it's, so it's kind of like Demon Slayer. Not quite. No, but, but, that, but very similar. Very similar. Like, but like, yeah. yeah. And of course, Ichigo's like, it turns out he has like, he has like a, you know, a trial of like, 
challenge, which like he becomes like a hollow for a moment. He learns to control this hollow form, and he becomes like this weird mixed breed between the, this darkness and this sort like. And there's like corrupt soul reapers yeah. that are, you know. Yeah, it gets pretty. Um, it's actually really good storytelling. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, but yeah, it goes for six hundred episodes now. Six hundred. Fucking heaps. Um, like I think we stopped around episode two hundred when they because they stopped making it at some point. <laughs> Then they re- restarted it again. I can't remember. I don't even know what. Because got, I got to the point where um, it was involved, like, uh, that guy was, who was, like, actually, like, manipulating this, the leaders of the Soul Society, that dude. It turns out he's, like, a super powerful, like, guy. Oh, the one with, um, like, brown-haired yeah. glasses? Yeah. That one, yeah. I'm past that one. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot of anime to watch. Yeah, there's fucking easy. Oh, like Naruto, and then it's like we should be watching Inuyasha. Like three hundred episodes. I was like One Piece is like seven hundred episodes. Oh, there's like a Dragon thousand, Ball, yeah. it's like five hundred episodes. I'm like, yeah, I've yeah. got a lot of time. Don't watch One Piece. One Piece is waste your time. Is it? Oh, unless you're really into like, oh, it's not really good storytelling. It's alright, but like sometimes you'll probably just have to fast forward through a couple of episodes just to get to the point. It's just a lot of filler. Okay. Yeah. Well, same thing with Bleach sometimes. Yeah, Bleach had a lot of filler too. You just skip to the end. The end part. Full Metal cool. Alchemist Brotherhood. That's a good one too. You need to watch that one. I've heard about Full Not Metal. Full Metal Alchemist, just Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because Full Metal Alchemist was shit. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So, same thing, same story, but better telling in Brotherhood. Yeah. There's heaps of graffiti. Tell you what, I'll stop the podcast now because oh. we've been going for like nearly three hours. Well, shit, we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. We'll continue on anime talk. Uh, we'll continue on anime talk. Thank you. Bye.